Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. Well, neighbors, you know what we're going to talk about this week. That's the impending arrival of the iPhone on the Verizon Wireless Network. Is it all we expected, less than we expected, or none of the above? Talking on the subject will be none other than Dan Warren, who covers the newsbeat at Macworld Magazine, outspoken commentator Peter Cohen, and then Nick Vargas from MacLife Magazine. All this and more coming up this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> We have Dan Morin from Macworld Magazine. He specializes in news over there, and we're going to look at some of the news this week, the most prominent of which would be the arrival, or the impending arrival, it'll happen in February, of the iPhone on the Verizon Wireless Network. Now, I guess the bigger question to ask is, why should we care? <laughs> why should we care? Well, if you're me, personally, and I'll take myself as an example here, you care because about a year ago you moved to a new apartment about a half a mile from your old apartment where you had perfect reception on AT&T, only to find that your new apartment gets like zero bars. I live in a pretty urban area. I live outside of Boston, and it's kind of disappointing that, that now I actually have a landline as well because uh, I just can't make phone calls from my house. And so there's a question as to whether or not Verizon will be any better. I plan on doing a little investigation before I actually switch over, but I've kind of gone back and forth throughout the years. My first time I got a cell phone, I was on AT&T. That was back in like 2003. And I also lived in a dead spot in Cambridge at that point, which was kind of ridiculous. So I switched to Verizon and I was on Verizon until the original iPhone came out, at which point I switched back to AT&T. So all things being equal, I may end up switching back to Verizon just so I can use my phone as a phone. Would but, you then uh, have to pay an early termination fee? Well, it depends. I mean, I, I obviously I've been getting like a new iPhone every year, so I, I will probably have to do that unless I want to wait it out. But because they keep coming out with new iPhones and because, you know, the uh, vagaries of my job kind of require that I have access to whatever is sort of the most current, I will probably have to pay an early termination fee of some sort. There was an article from someone that suggested what you can do is, yeah, you pay the early termination fee, but then you sell your old iPhone on eBay. In the end, you'll make more money than you lost. It's an interesting proposition. I mean, personally, myself, since Macworld pays for my iPhone, I think that would unfortunately not be an option for me. But for a lot of users who want to get out of their contract, certainly you can, if you're concerned about the money, you can definitely sell your iPhone off, especially if it's a current or a newer model. A lot of people also probably give them away. And, you know, I realize that doesn't necessarily make your money back, but, you know, it's still a perfectly good phone. It just may not be the phone for you. Well, this has been the entire problem, of course, when you consider which network, and that is Apple made the deal at the beginning, and maybe we should explain what happened here. Some people say, gee, they could have gone the Verizon wireless originally, but no, that didn't happen. Yeah, that was actually, they approached, you know, carriers, including Verizon, about it, and Verizon actually turned them down. And there were a couple issues, supposedly, at the root of that, which were, unsurprisingly, money and control, which are sort of the two things that, you know, most business comes down to. Verizon did not want to give Apple a cut of subscriber fees, which AT&T at the time was willing to do, or Singular, I guess, as it was then. They wanted to be the ones sort of in control of the relationship with the customers and have more of a say about the phones. And of course, you know, at the time, 
what Apple was doing was kind of unprecedented, right? You know, they were coming in with this totally unproven device. I mean, it certainly looked very popular and, you know, they had a big history in in consumer electronics, but the phone industry was kind of carrier dominated up to that point. You buy a phone from Motorola, from Verizon Wireless, Sprint, any of these companies, you're not Motorola's customer. You're Sprint's customer. The handset is a commodity to get you to sign that contract. And obviously you don't have to look any farther than the prices for that, right? You know, carriers give away handsets at a song these days because they want to lock you into two years of paying, you know, 50, 70, 80 bucks a month for your service. And that's where, that's where they make all their money. That's um, what they call, by the way, post-paid customers. Exactly. Uh, which most of us are at this point. I mean, certainly some people, you know, go the prepaid route, but there's been the availability of prepaid service for the iPhone has been kind of a, it's gone back and forth. I think AT&T has offered it, offered it with some models very early on, but I'm not sure if they offer it currently. It's not the norm. So as such, you know, it doesn't get a lot of attention. But Verizon, yeah, turned them down, looking at it and kind of laughing to themselves probably a little bit, saying, oh, these guys think they can dictate all these terms. Who are they? And so, of course, they went over to Singular, and Singular's like, all right, sign us up. Uh, the rest was history at that point. I think the other the other factor, though, to take into account there is that Verizon is certainly you know a major player, but the the technology issue was also a factor. Not that Apple couldn't build a CDMA compatible phone. CDMA being the the technology Verizon uses for its cell network, um, and obviously they now have. So you know there is no question of that being a technological hurdle. But it's also important to remember that CDMA by, by and large is only used really in North America and to a lesser degree in a handful of other countries around the world, whereas uh, AT&T system, which is built on technology called GSM, is far more broadly adopted internationally. So building a GSM phone allowed Apple to say, we're going to build one model of phone and we can sell that in you know 80 countries because everybody's using that protocol. The other exception, of course, is the way that Verizon does it. They have world phones, which have dual radios, one for CDMA, one for the more internationally accepted protocol. Right. And we don't know that the iPhone is one. I think we're pretty sure, though, it's not at this point. And of course, all of this gets thrown into question by the progression of technologies. Of course, all the networks are starting to talk about 4G now. And the technology that seems to be the de facto technology there is called LTE or long-term evolution. It's just starting to roll out. Verizon started rolling out their 4G network literally in like December. So it's only available in a few cities right now. Also, the technology is still developing. So the chips are right now at the stage that actually about the stage that the 3G chips were when Steve Jobs announced the first phone, iPhone, which, as you remember, may remember, worked on Edge, not on 3G. And he said at the time, you know, 3G chips aren't quite where we want them yet. They consume too much power. They're a little too bulky. And I think that the 4G chips, the LTE chips are basically at that right now where they're not quite ready for prime time. But the upside being that both AT&T and Verizon are looking to use LTE. And I think T-Mobile as well are all looking to use LTE for the next generation of phones. So it certainly seems likely that down the road, there will be an LTE iPhone that will work on your choice of carriers. Well, here's, of course, the big shortcoming, I guess, from CDMA, which is that you can't talk and browse at the same time. This is a big argument, you know, that some people have this shouldn't be a problem, but it is a problem. I mean, I have loads of situations where I'm talking to 
somebody. And I said, let me look up your email. And I checked the email where I go online. And this is the commercial AT&T RAN where you can check your dinner reservation. But you can't mm-hmm. do that on Verizon because you can't do both. You can't multitask voice and other functions. At present, no, you cannot. Again, this was a problem with Edge when Apple introduced the first iPhone. You could not use data and voice simultaneously there either. Um, it wasn't until the 3G iPhone 3G came out that that was possible. Whether it's an issue is really going to depend, you know, from from person to person. I think basically the way it'll work is essentially, you know, voice always trumps data. Basically, so if you get a call while you're browsing the web, playing a game or something, it'll put that on hold while your your phone call comes in. But you know, as far as looking stuff up while you're on the phone, which I definitely do too. You know, either we're going to have to learn to cope for this interim, and again, I think it is the interim. LTE, as I understand, will have no problem with that. You know, you're going to have to hopefully be sitting by your computer or have a friend with an iPhone or, you know, carry a second iPhone if you're really that devoted. Well, that's it right there. It's all a matter of the network and what network you prefer because if... Verizon, and there are areas where Verizon has dead spots. Sure. If Verizon has a dead spot, then you're not going to go there. Obviously, yeah. you'll want to consider going to AT&T. If both have dead spots, you're screwed. What are you going to do? For the moment. I mean, I think, again, you know, one interesting tidbit that came out, they asked, I think, Tim Cook about the deal with Verizon um, for the CDMA iPhone, and he said something about, you know, it's a multi-year deal, but it's not exclusive. You know, that kind of leaves the avenue open that we could see the other the other network that uses CDMA in the U.S. is Sprint. So, you know, you could see a Sprint iPhone. There, there's, again, the technology is certainly there. It's just a business and negotiation deal. And I think certainly now, especially that it's lost the exclusivity, I think that Apple is going to be, I would imagine they would be really aggressive in pushing the phone to as many carriers as possible in the U.S., Shoot which they've volume. done. Shoot for volume. Yeah, sure. exactly. They, they, they don't care whether you buy your phone from Verizon or AT&T. At the end of the day, you bought an iPhone, that's money in their pocket. So they've made multiple multi-carrier deals in almost every other country, I feel like now. I mean, yeah, insofar as it's possible. UK, France, Germany, I mean, I think all of them have multiple carriers on which you can buy an iPhone. And so, you know, in the end, I think it's within Apple's interest to say we want to get this out to as many people as possible. Okay, we want to get this out to as many people as possible. Dan Morin of Macworld Magazine joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from some many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You can download a version that is mostly full-featured. Try it out, and if you like it, it's just $34.95 for Graphic Converter from LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-S-O-F-T.com. LemkeSoft.com for my favorite Graphic Converter. 
Becoming a modern smoker is now easier and more cost-effective, thanks to LeSig. Traditional smokers the world over love LeSig. E-cigarettes with a look, feel, and taste of real cigarettes, but without the nasty smoke, ashes, or stains. LeSig is powered by revolutionary microelectronic technology. A small, rechargeable battery and unique replaceable cartridge provide all the satisfaction and benefits of smoking without the smoke and all the hazards. See the large variety of LeSig e-cigarette supplies and accessories at LeSig.com. That's L-E-C-I. LeSig is competitively priced, comes with the best customer service, a 30-day warranty, and satisfaction guaranteed. What a great gift idea. For a 10% discount, mention GCN when you call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Ask for fast, free, same-day shipping. Order online at LeSig.com and use promo code GCN at checkout. That's L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig, for today's modern smoker. I'm Rocky Rao at Midas Resources. If you are going through a financial roller coaster because of your investment in stocks, bonds, and other paper assets, perhaps you're ready for a change. You have an opportunity to change your financial security. Get the stability and peace of mind you deserve by investing in precious metals. Gold and silver have been a form of wealth protection for over 5,000 years all over the world. If you have seen your hard-earned money lose value because of inflation, sliding dollar, etc., it's time you stop the bleeding. The answer to your problems is simple. Gold and silver will protect your assets and your purchasing power. Physical possession of precious metals, IRA rollover, etc. Call me, Roger Rao, at 1-800-686-2237, extension 178. Take action today when we are still accepting paper dollars for gold and silver. Ready for a change? Call Roger Rao at 1-800-686-2237, extension 178. Again, it's 1-800-686-2237, extension 178. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. And don't forget, you can visit the famous Tech Night Owl community forums at forum.technightowl.com Get in on all the action. That's forum.technightowl.com We return with Dan Morin from Macworld Magazine. He focuses very much on news, and the big news this week is the fact that Apple is going to be selling the iPhone through Verizon's network. Now, also understand, ladies and gentlemen, when you pay 200 or $300 for an iPhone, that's because you're paying 
a subsidized product. And the rest of the money is kicked in by the carrier, which goes to Apple. So Apple's getting, what, six or $700 per iPhone, depending on the size capacity? Yeah, it depends what, I mean, and obviously the carrier's certainly pay some sort of, uh, you know, discounted price, I'm sure, in terms of wholesale prices or what have you. But, you know, the carriers are certainly kicking in their fair share of money as an investment, saying we're going to recoup the money that we've spent discounting those handsets to users. We're going to recoup that by service charges, by the fact that they're paying, you know, that recurring fee of 70 or 80 bucks per month for their service. In the end, they all make money. So that's it. Now, what is there about the iPhone to the skeptics that made it so compelling for Verizon. Verizon very rarely has press conferences to announce new hardware. Suddenly, here's Tim Cook. It didn't even merit Steve Jobs. Well, and someone made a great point about that today. I think it was Matt Drantz, who runs the Apple Outsider blog, who was a very smart guy and used to work for Apple. And he said, you know, remind me the last time Steve Jobs showed up at someone else's event to play second fiddle. I just don't think that's something that Steve was going to do. I mean, they sent Tim Cook and and Phil Schiller, which which are... You know, about as uh, the biggest pair of heavyweights you can get outside of Steve Jobs from Apple. If they let Verizon hold the press conference, that's already sort of a concession of a sort, right? It wasn't Apple saying, hey, we're announcing the Verizon iPhone. Because again, to them, this is not a new product, right? This is the iPhone 4. They've announced it already. There's nothing new for them, really. It's Verizon who's got the the bulk of the news here. And so I don't think Steve was going to show up. But I think and I think it's less significant for them. I think they're happy to be in, in business with Verizon. But I don't think that they see it as a big deal from their side. There are a couple of changes in the model. One is that the software allows for using the Verizon iPhone as a Wi-Fi hotspot with up to yeah. five units connected. Now, the pricing hasn't been set that can be done in a software update, but so far the GSM versions don't have it. Well, and the rumors today, the reports are saying that this is uh, something that may come along in a, a future iOS update and may be available to uh, AT&T users. But um, Phil Schiller, I think, said something about that, but was a little vague uh, on details. Uh, but, you know, there's again, hardware-wise, there's no reason they couldn't do it. It's just a question of whether or not AT&T... Uh, wants to allow that. And certainly, you know, we've seen in the past uh, with the tethering specifically that AT&T was slow to allow it. I think they're, you know, the media and the public definitely cast that as a as AT&T being concerned about being able to handle the network capacity if people start hooking up their phones to a bunch of different devices and, and running all their data through it, right? And I think that's part of why, if you recall, when they introduced tethering, which is to say the ability to connect your phone via Bluetooth or USB to, say, a laptop, not only does it cost like 20 bucks extra, but that was the same time that they redid the data plans to say that, you know, to, to basically introduce tiered data plans with data caps because presumably they didn't want people to hook up tethering to the unlimited data plan and just start shoveling data through the 3G connection because the network was having, you know, enough problems as it was. It'll be interesting to see how that calculus changes as, for example, some AT&T subscribers, subscribers may leave for Verizon, which may reduce some of the load on AT&T's network. You know, and I know they've said vociferously in the past that they are working on building, you know, building up their network. And I'm sure that they are definitely trying to do so. It may be, especially since Verizon now has this feature, which is a pretty, pretty good selling point, though. Again, as you said, we don't know the pricing. It's, it's competition, right? You know, the, now Verizon has something that AT&T doesn't have. So that changes the arithmetic in terms of what, you know, when you're looking and shopping around, 
you say, I can do this on, on AT or on Verizon, and I can't do it on AT&T, that, that might change your bottom line. And the question will be how many people will endure early termination fees and do what I suggested, maybe sell their phones on eBay if their company allows it, or just go and buy the new phone or wait for their contracts to end. Now, AT&T, obviously anticipating this, has done something interesting. If you pay a little bit more than your minimum package, they've been offering you one-year upgrades on the iPhone. So in 2008, if you bought the iPhone in 2007, AT&T, if you had a sufficiently large plan, would let you upgrade after a year without a penalty. They did this again in 2009, again in 2010. So that's their way of retaining customers. Certainly it costs them something on the short term. In the end, they're making a good profit, so it doesn't matter. So now I guess AT&T is going to want to have incentives, especially when it gets to... The summer, when the next iPhone comes out, they're going to want to push people to stay with AT&T. Sure. So, I mean, and they did this last year, which I thought was really interesting. Um, as you said, you know, they sort of jiggered the whole, how much is it going to cost you to upgrade to a new iPhone when a new one comes out? And last year, if you were eligible for an upgrade any time before the end of 2010, you got, you know, the lowest price possible for an iPhone 4. And at the time, I thought that was kind of curious because, uh, you know, obviously the rationale there is, well, the lower the pricing, the more likely people are to re-up their service contracts when they buy a new iPhone um, because the iPhone pricing, oh, they'll think, oh, I can get it for just 200 bucks. Well, that's a pretty good deal. You know, I'll sign up for a new two-year contract. Besides, you know, where else can I go to get the iPhone? And I, that's what struck me as strange was why, why incentivize this if you're not worried about competition? And that, that whole 2010, end of 2010 cutoff date to me s- struck me as significant at the time. And so sure enough, you know, that appears to have been when the exclusivity deal expired. So I'm sure we'll start to see AT&T making offers to try and sweeten the pot a bit. And, and I'm sure we'll see Verizon, you know, trying to compete with that. And I think that's great. I mean, having, having the iPhone available on multiple carriers means that they have to try and compete with each other to make the deal more attractive. And in the end, hopefully, <laughs> obviously, the cell phone industry is, is one of those places where it has gotten a lot of uh, accusations of collusion over the years, especially in terms of pricing. But hopefully, you know, with something this, this competitive there, uh, we'll start to see a real benefit for consumers. We also have to see what AT&T is going to do about the areas where they have known dead spots. Obviously, we look at San Francisco and New York. We know if what Steve Jobs says is true, that it's very hard to erect new cell towers. In San Francisco, he says it takes like three years, whereas in Texas, it takes a week. So that sure. could still be a problem for AT&T, although obviously they have to work 10 times as hard now to retain customers. But as I said, there are areas where Verizon Wireless will be bad. Maybe Sprint will be good. Maybe Sprint will get the iPhone next. T-Mobile, it might be different because T-Mobile, one of the frequencies of their 3G network is different. So the right. question would be maybe Apple has to change the hardware or maybe it's a firmware update. You know, you have the radio built in there to add the extra frequency. You just update the firmware to recognize another frequency. I don't pretend to know, do you? I don't know exactly what that would entail in terms of the hardware that's in the phones right now, but I, I do know, as you said, the T-Mobile runs on a different frequency. I mean, again, I don't think there's any technological reason they couldn't build a T-Mobile-specific phone. I think then it just merely becomes an issue of how many different varieties of phones do they want to sell. Um, and you know what? I think if I was Apple, the way they're approaching the iPad, which is make it available everywhere, 
I think in the end, they want you to be able to buy that phone regardless of which carrier you choose. Absolutely. And the adoption of LTE will help that because T-Mobile as well will be using it. And even Sprint has been looking at it right now. They don't. They use a technology called WiMAX for their 4G network. And there's a problem with that, too, I want to ask you about. We have Dan Morin of Macworld Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockaways lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockaways is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. This special announcement is brought to you by Renaissance Charge. Have you ever wondered if you could make your car run on 100% electric power for free? It is now possible. How about a simple device that is both a super efficient motor and a free energy generator at the same time? What if this could also be used to restore useless batteries and save you lots of money? Because our customers asked for it, we have organized a Renaissance Charge Conference Workshop on July 29th to July 31st at the beautiful Coeur d'Alene Resort in Idaho. Not only will you see these fascinating energizers, but you will be able to build some alongside genius inventor John Bedini. Participate in this truly historic event featuring our cutting-edge alternative energy, Tesla technology. Register early for the best seats and advanced workshop by visiting rcharge.com. That's r-charge.com for details. Or call 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Going solar for cheap is as easy as one, two, three. If you want to go solar but thought the setup costs were too high, now you can build your own solar panels for less than $200. Don't laugh. We've sold over 45,000 solar do-it-yourself kits. Watch our introduction video at 123cheapsolarvideo.com. The video is free, but it won't last long. Save money on electric bills and get off the grid. Go to 123cheapsolarvideo.com right now. Our website again is 123cheapsolarvideo.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, and Investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs. They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. 
Where have all the military surplus stores gone? Don't worry, you don't need one. Because everything you need at Military Surplus is at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. One of the last surviving true military surplus stores in the country. Go online now to MainMilitary.com and discover a source for hard-to-find surplus items at true surplus prices. Surplus gun cleaning kits as low as $2.99. Complete chemical suits as low as $11.99. See our huge selection of gas masks, filters, and accessories. Finish and M10 gas masks are three for $30. And Swiss filters are three for $12. Searching for Strike Anywhere matches? MainMilitary.com has them. Plus a whole new product line of survival and first aid kits and lots more. Get free shipping on orders over $50 only at MainMilitary.com. That's M-A-I-N-E Military.com. Or call 877-608-0179. 877-608-0179. MainMilitary.com. The main name in military supply. On air, online, and on demand. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're listening to the Tech Night All Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what to expect. We have Dan Morin of Macworld Magazine focusing on the introduction of the iPhone forthcoming to Verizon Wireless. I'm Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Out Live. Now, Apparently, Sprint is in partnership with this company called Clearwire to have this wireless network. But now that company has had problems. The CEO, I think, left. What's going on there? I don't know the full details of it, but I do know that. So Sprint Sprint has been the one of the four major carriers. They're the one that started rolling out their 4G network earliest. And they use a technology called WiMAX. Um, which is different from the LTE technology that the rest of them, that the rest of the major providers are adopting, um, and so this gave them, a, you know, a big first mover advantage um, in terms of saying we have this 4G network built out already. But I think there are a lot of people who sort of criticize WiMAX for uh, not allowing some of the the sort of more robust features because it's kind of a newer uh, or a stopgap technology in some ways. I think there are some people who say that it doesn't offer everything that, that LTE could. Uh, and obviously, you know, from a business perspective, this means that Sprint, you know, gets out the door first. But if everybody else goes to LTE and we start seeing a different sort of marketplace where people are really looking at, well, I've got this handset that now works in theory with any of these providers except for this one provider. Um, you know, Sprint may, re, may be reconsidering based on the fact that they might end up left out in the cold. So it will be interesting to see how that shakes out, especially as LTE becomes more mature in the next couple of years. Um, but I think that, you know, in terms of the, the iPhone, as we've said earlier, Apple really wants – I, I'm sure they would love to have it on as many carriers as possible so that anybody who wants one could just walk into a store, buy an iPhone, and bam, there we go. And with T-Mobile, wouldn't it be nice to see the commercials with Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> saying, I got my iPhone from T-Mobile? Sure, why not? <laughs> That's how it works. And T-Mobile, you know, it's interesting. There are people who have unlocked their iPhone, and despite the limitations of the T-Mobile network, they activate them on T-Mobile. I have sure. a friend who did that. And yeah. I explained to him, yeah, you'll get much better download performance on AT&T and their network, but he also pays less. T-Mobile yep. tends to be cheaper 
than the other carriers in some they're, respects. They're one of the smaller carriers, so I think they, you know, the incentive for them is to offer better deals um, to try and lure people away from the bigger carriers. Their network is not quite as built out as AT&T and, uh, and Verizon. Um, and so you know, there are a lot of places where you can't necessarily get service from T-Mobile. But, you know, they, they compete in other ways, and this is what we're talking about. We're talking about a marketplace where, you know, each of the carriers can bring their own uh, competitive edge to it so that the, in the end, hopefully, the deals get better for consumers. And you can say, well, I got my choice of, a you know, a bigger network over here, but, you know, there's a smaller network here. It works in the places that I go most of the time, and it's cheaper, you know, and that's that's the kind of stuff that we should be seeing for consumers rather than having this locked into I can only do this one thing, you know. Now, looking at the new iPhone, the Verizon version, of course, there's no SIM card slot. That disappeared. The ring silence switch is a slightly different position that may present a problem with some of the existing iPhone cases. Is that correct? Yeah, and I'm sure, honestly, I got to say, knowing Apple as well as I do, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that probably killed them to do. I'm sure they would have loved to just make it the exact same, you know, phone down to the the, the smallest detail. But I, I can only assume that whatever the engineering constraints of of changing it for CDMA meant that they just they had to shift that switch a couple millimeters. Um, and so, yeah, you're going to find that some cases don't work. Cases that have specific overlays that let you use uh, the the switch. Uh, they're going. They're not going to work as well. Um, and going forward, you're going to have to pay attention to whether or not uh, you know a, a specific case is compatible with Verizon iPhone, AT and T iPhone, or both. And I'm sure I'm sure Apple hates that. Just knowing knowing the kind of you know monolithic image they like to project, uh, that I'm sure is no end of frustrating to them. But it may be that when you know a new iPhone comes out in the summer. Um, that they've sort of unified the design a little more. And, and then we'll, we'll, we'll stop worrying about it, and we'll, we'll look back and laugh at these days. The other issue here is the placement of the antenna is different. Yeah. Okay, it's done differently. Now, supposedly to optimize for the CDMA frequencies, but some are suggesting, as a result, maybe the death grip phenomenon is sharply reduced. I mean, there have been some experiments. PCMag.com did. They were able to reproduce it with two hands gripping on the phone. In rather an eccentric way, they could reduce it by one bar of the signal strength, and Ars Technica couldn't do it at all. So well, what do you think about that? I, I want to throw a big note of caution in here, because as far as I know, none of those people were able to take it away from you know the location in which Verizon held their press conference, right? And so, I'm sure they had good reception there. Oh, exactly. So, you know, the the death grip problem, the so-called death grip problem, is mainly noticeable in places with weak signal. Um, for example, I mentioned earlier, my, my apartment has really terrible reception, and, and I, can, I can easily make that happen on my phone because at, at most I end up with, I have a couple of bars. And so, you know, I've been sitting in my bedroom, and I can, you know, hold on to the phone and easily get it to go all the way down to zero bars. No problem. Um, and I think that until we actually, so, you know, put a, put a grain of salt in there. I think until the, the CDMA phone is out in the wild, I think anybody saying that the death grip problem is gone is is probably, you know, jumping the gun a bit. But there's no, again, that was an issue that appears to be pretty common to many phones and is, again, mainly an issue in places where you have a poor signal. So I don't think necessarily there's anything special about the way that they're, they're making a CDMA phone that will eliminate this problem um i think it's just honestly it's probably just, it's just really just physics and so 
uh, you know, unless they figured out a way to change the laws of physics, I think that's that's probably going to be a tall order. But we'll wait and see. And of course, you know, the other issue being here that, as you say, this is an area where I'm sure Verizon had the best possible reception. If you go out into the field, we'll see how well it works. And I'm sure everybody on the planet's going to be trying the death grip. You know, it's become a legend now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we'll we'll know pretty quick after it after it's released whether or not this is still a problem. And, I, and my bet is on yes, but it's with the same caveats that we had with the AT and T phone, which is it really may not matter that much in real world usage for a lot of people. And clearly it doesn't. I mean, the number of complaints have been small. They're selling a lot. Only Consumer Reports Magazine cares. <laughs> and I have so little use for Consumer Reports Magazine. I know our listeners, if you're readers of my columns, technightowl.com, you know that I constantly harp on Consumer Reports for the real serious problems in their reviews of consumer technology products. I think they're clueless about computers. They're clueless about the iPhone. They're clueless just as much about the iPad. They have no idea. They can't look at operating systems and figure out there's a difference between the Mac and Windows, between the iOS and Android. They don't understand that. But that's another story. That's my rant. And I know you may have another opinion, but that's where it goes. <laughs> well, and something else I want to point out just um, that was thrown out as a tidbit yesterday. Um, it seems that uh, Verizon will also be getting a version of the iPad, the 3G iPad that works with the CDMA network right well, I, now. That, it, that sounds like a no-brainer at this point. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, it was it was one of those things where some Bloomberg, I think, got the Verizon CFO to say it on the record. And you can imagine that about a minute later, that guy, you know, after that got published, that, that guy was called by Apple and said, uh, don't talk about our products before we've released them. But yeah, I mean, You know Verizon's what? I don't think that's as big an for, issue. He's not talking about the yeah, design. Uh, He's sure. talking about one chip. But you know Apple. Apple is very, very closed mouth about these things so i mean again i agree with you it's not a surprise verizon's been selling the wi-fi ipad in their stores since october and they bundled it with a MiFi, the portable hotspot device because the 3g chip is not compatible with verizon right now so it seems only logical that that apple now having made a deal with verizon would roll out a verizon compatible version of the ipad or um, just have a dual radio yeah, I mean, and, and that, and that be might more, be better because it'll make it easier, more convenient for customers. It's not you like you don't have to ask, right? It's not like buying a phone that you know is optimized for a specific network or locked right. into a specific network. It's a more generic product, and I think it and makes got, more sense. And keep in mind, they have the iPads bigger, so they have more space to play around with. So something like a dual radio may be much more feasible there. And we know Qualcomm has them. Yeah, they do exist. So it's possible. You know, what's possible. It's to tell you that. There's a magazine called Macworld. There's a senior editor named Dan Morin who covers much of the news that goes on, especially in the Apple universe. I'm Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Does malware affect Macs? Well, here's the truth. Malware writers are targeting Macs more and more, and you may be surprised to find out just how much malware there is out there. From Trojan horses to scareware, from macroviruses to spyware, Macs are facing new threats regularly. Find out about what types of malware affect Macs and how to protect yourself. Visit Intego.com. That's I-N-T-E-G-O.com. Intego.com. 
Hi, this is Tamar from Namecheap. We're a domain name and web hosting company, and we really care about our customers. With domain name purchases, Namecheap offers free SSL and free WhoisGuard for a year to protect your identity from spammers. Most importantly, we care about you. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at radio.namecheap.com, radio.namecheap.com for web hosting and domain name specials. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Namecheap or become a fan of ours on Facebook at facebook.com slash Namecheap. See you online. New Year, new way to smoke, and it's Totally Wicked. Introducing Totally Wicked e-liquid electronic cigarettes, the highest quality e-cigarettes in the world. With Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes, there's no flame, no secondhand smoke, no carbon monoxide, no tar, no unsightly brown teeth or fingers, and no lingering smell. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes have a battery charge that lasts up to eight hours. Plus, with a Totally Wicked tornado model, the average pack-a-day smoker is likely to save over $1,000 a year. The Totally Wicked tornado provides a storm of vapor. See it at totallywicked-eliquid.com. That's totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. Get a 15% discount with promo code GCN Live. Go to totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. That's 888-761-9425. Or online at totallywicked-eliquid.com. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes. The next generation of alternative smoking. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection actions so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved, guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you, too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. Forget everything you've been told about long-term food storage. When all hell breaks loose, you'll need the single most effective way to get high-powered Delta Force nutrients to your family fast. Like any Special Forces Commando, you need a plan. You need a Black Hawk Down food plan. Introducing the Survival Sprout Bank from Solutions from Science. It's your countertop survival garden. Yes, grow fresh greens right on your countertop in just a few short days. Sprouts are the green shoots that emerge from newly germinated seeds, and they are powerhouses of living, easily absorbed nutrients. The Survival Sprout Bank is a complete kit with nothing else to buy. And with sprouts so easy to grow, even children can grow emergency food. Call 877-327-0365 or go to Survival Sprout bank.com that's 877-327-0365 or order online at survival survival sprout bank your black hawk down emergency food plan america's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade we are the gcn radio network you're listening to the tech and Hour live with gene steinberg you never know what to expect Okay, we have Dan Morin 
of Macworld Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Out Live. We focus for the first part of this interview, most of it, on the arrival of the iPhone to the Verizon Wireless Network. But we also had, during the same week of the Consumer Electronics Show, we have Apple introducing the App Store. And there's a story this week that Microsoft is objecting to Apple's attempt to get a trademark on the name App Store. Have you heard that? I saw that just this morning. I think their complaint seems to be that it's a very, they consider it a very generic term. And they think any, any company should be able to have an app store since it's just, you know, be like trying to, I think their argument is something like, it'd be like trying to trademark, you know, bookstore. Like, you know, it's a store where you buy books. It's a store where you buy apps. Granted, the word app, well, it did, you know, certainly app existed as a term well before uh, Apple launched the app store. But, you know, Apple's, obviously the iPhone really launched it into the mainstream and the, the there's an app for that catchphrase really took off. And so, you know, Apple certainly popularized it. I don't know. I mean, it's a hard argument to make. I, I see no problem with Apple trademarking something like the Mac App Store or the iOS App Store. But I agree that that App Store itself might be just a little bit generic. But we'll let the uh, copyright office decide on that one. Sometimes they are inscrutable. They do things for reasons we do not understand. Okay, so let's look at the App Store. Now, there are more and more selections. A lot of people are downloading software, but there are some limitations. Sure. Um, you know, among them, most chiefly, um, Apple gets to have the final say of whatever is in its store, right? Um, and this has been an issue with the iPhone version of the App Store for years. The difference, at least on the Mac platform, is at least there's a recourse. If, for example, uh, Apple says we don't want your application in in the store for whatever reason, you can still sell your application. You didn't invest all that time and energy into something that basically now is totally useless to you. Um, but Apple's got their rules right now. You know, there are, there are a lot of do's and don'ts of what applications can or can't do. They are taking a very strict hand with how things, you know, applications look and perform. Um, and so there are a lot of people who either won't be interested in playing by Apple's rules or can't. I mean, for example, um, backup software. A lot of backup software that, you know, sort of backs up your entire disk. Great examples, things like SuperDuper and Carbon uh, Copy Cloner require uh, administrator level privileges in order to back up your entire drive and apple right now is saying they don't want to allow applications with that get basically escalated privileges on the mac that may change you know apple's shown that they are willing to relax and alter their rules if uh, you know arguments are provided um, and over time and so that that certainly may not be the case forever but right now it's the case and as such there are people who won't be able to distribute their wares in the store the other possibility is something that captures audio, like Wiretap Studio, for example, yeah. from Ambrosia Software. They write a kernel extension to capture the audio. Apple doesn't let you do that. Let's talk about virus software that runs in the background to scan for suspicious activity. So, for example, Intego has a new version of Virus Barrier shipped this week, but the version that you get on the App Store is the free Virus Barrier Express, which is one yeah. where you click the button and say, scan it. If it loads a background application or does any of that stuff on the system level, it's not allowed yet. Yeah, right now it's not. And I mean, again, it's it's early days. Apple may decide to loosen their restrictions, but I mean, I think right now, especially, this is going to be really interesting because I think it's going to change the dynamics extremely for for a lot of, especially novice 
uh, Mac users or people who are new to the Mac um, or people who have been using the Mac for a long time but have never really bought third-party software. I mean, I think about uh, – I bought my dad uh, a MacBook a couple years ago. And, you know, he uses it for surfing the web and checking his email and all that stuff. But beyond that, he really does not do much in the way of applications. He doesn't even use um, – I was talking to him recently because he uses Gmail for mail. Um, and I said, oh, did I set you up on, on mail, the application? And he said, no, I, you know, I just go through the web browser. And I sit there and go, yeah, okay, I mean, that's fine. A lot of people do that. But, you know, I, I think he has very little – Understanding of what any of those icons in the dock do beyond the the web browser, and maybe he's just not interested. Yeah, and but I mean, I what's interesting then is by comparison, I got my mother an, an iPad, and I've definitely you know helped her download apps for that, you know Netflix and well, weather stuff and um, some other reference applications, and she's sort of you know a lot more comfortable with that. And I think my dad's even started eyeing some of the stuff that's on the iPad. Like uh, he's a huge baseball fan, and of course, uh, Major League Baseball has a really nice app on the iPad. And so, if you start seeing some of those things coming to the Mac App Store, I think you know there might be some interest there. And it's much more accessible. It's in the dock, right? It's automatically there. It's going to be there. I think the big shift, and I'm, I'm still waiting for this, is. You know, starting, you know, presumably around now, every Mac that goes out the door that, that is bought in Apple Store or anywhere else is going to have the App Store pre-installed. And people are very trained now, having used the iPhone for so long and the iPad, to say, oh, I need an application that does this. Let me click on the App Store and go buy something. And it's – if they've Ultimately, been using – Ultimately, it's going to hurt the third parties because the people who – maybe would only be casually interested in their products, the people they want to reach, the people they need to reach to extend their market. Suddenly they go to the app store. Now, there are also other issues which make it so much simpler. Now you click buy and you see the icon jump to the dock and it's installed very quickly. But when you download an application, the installation may not be predictable. I'm not. I'm not convinced it's it's only bad for third party developers. I think there are a lot of third party developers who are going to get a tremendous amount of exposure from the app store that they never would have gotten just because people would not have sought out their applications. Um, I think there are definitely, and then you know you 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 get to different slices of users. I mean, because I think, for example, like I was saying, the people who are new to Mac or who have not really done a lot of purchasing of third party applications, I think this is a market that is opened up to them that you're not going to see. That they, they never would have gone to otherwise. I think the people who have been long trained, you know, people like you and I who have been, um, you know, using Mac software for you know decades are, are still going to be looking at the App Store. Maybe there's something in there for us. Maybe we'll go to the developer. And in, in many cases, we may opt to just buy directly from the developer because it's not available in the App Store because we already know what's out there and we already know how to find those things. Right, Dan. Um, but what I was saying here is the installation process can be confusing to a lot of Mac users. Sure. Maybe it comes in a disk image file where you drag the icon to the dock. That's it. Or the disk image has an installer that you have to run the installer. And people will do these things, and they won't really get the connections. Even though there is some kind of labeling saying "drag to applications folder," yeah. then the removal process can well, be convoluted too. I mean, I, I and that's you know, I used to work in tech support and you know, on Windows side, which was even worse. But I mean, I think there are certainly any number of people who have <laughs> probably run into the issue of seeing a family or friend. Um, launch you who constantly you know basically just has the disk image running constantly and always launches an application with the disk image because that's where it is right 
Um, and they tried to make it easy. Like in theory, you know, you can't get much easier than dragging an application into your applications folder. But you're right. It's, it's a confusing process and it's non-standard. Um, and the apps, the Mac App Store definitely helps simplify that. And that's a, a strong argument in its favor. The ability to get updates seamlessly, to not have to pay for updates. I mean, these are, these are things that are going to be very strong incentives for people uh, who are, you know, uh, especially newer people who just aren't comfortable with, with the level of technical detail otherwise demanded of them. Well, the other source of confusion, which might be something that I'll have to wait for, Mac OS X Lion to solve is the integration with your existing software library. Now it recognizes it if the, as they say, the clues, the data in the software is the same. The identifiers are the same. Yes. It recognizes it as installed. But you may have the same version of the software, but the identifier is different, so it doesn't recognize it. Some people might buy the app all over again. When you need to update, if you didn't buy from the App Store, you have to go back to the publisher or rely on them to have some built-in update mechanism. Yeah. Now, it would be glorious. I don't know what the problems would be in solving it. I'm not a programmer. It's way above my pay grade. It would be glorious for a way to integrate your existing software library with the App Store so it helps you provide the update mechanism. Yes. Um, and again, I'm not a programmer either, so I don't know the, the entirety of the, what's, what's necessary here. I did do a little investigation, which you can, you can read over at Macworld, about the phenomenon of people seeing installed applications when they launch the Mac App Store for the first time because it's detecting applications that they already have installed from, directly from the developer themselves. And that's going to be interesting because, as you say, those updates won't show up in the Mac App Store. They'll have to rely on the developer to push updates to them. Some developers are going Mac App Store exclusive, so people who have previously bought their applications may be out of luck without having to buy a new version of the application. There's a lot of tricky, uneven edges here, and, and I agree. I think Apple could do more to help soften the blow. I'm not sure it will. I'm not sure how much of an interest it has in actually making that process that much easier. It also could be time to market. You know, they wanted to get this App Store out as quickly as possible. Having a debut in synchronicity there with the... CES was really good because that yeah. was less attention paid to the CES. In the end, they may want to do something, but it's a very complicated, convoluted process. It may require a lot more development. I'll tell you what, we have time for one more question, Dan. Where can we find more of the things you write about? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, you can find pretty much everything I write about at Macworld.com in all of our various sections on the Mac, the iPhone, the iPad, and so on. Dan Moore in Macworld Magazine. The- Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Tech Night All Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. 
And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we have our friendly neighborhood angry Mac bastard, Peter Cohen, joining us on the Tech Night Owl this week to tell us in the second hour of the show that he held in his own greasy hands, or not so greasy hands, the Verizon version of the iPhone. Is that correct, sir? Indeed, yeah. I, um, I uh, um, attended the Verizon press event um, in, upon which uh, the, the iPhone 4 was unveiled for Verizon customers. Tell us about the event. Now, we've discussed it basically from a third-party situation with Dan Morin of Macworld Magazine, you know, the basic facts about the iPhone and the offering. But since you were there, maybe you can give us a backgrounder. Sure. Um, uh, invitations went out last Friday. Um, it was a very um, last-minute sort of thing, which is sort of uh, whenever Apple's involved, that's really how it happens. You know, they, they wait until um, they absolutely have to before um, uh, before um, invitations roll out. Um, a lot of people, uh, there were a few hundred people there, um, assorted press and analysts alike, um, uh, and it was a, a pretty broad cross-section of mainstream press and tech press, Apple press, um, telecom press, uh, people who both Verizon and Apple are familiar with and, and wanted to make sure uh, were there to cover it. So um, Lowell McAdam from uh, Verizon took the stage uh, first to announce that uh, um, the um, – uh, that the, that the iPhone 4 was indeed coming um, to the network, and then um, uh, both uh, Verizon CEO and President and uh, Apple COO Tim Cook um, took the stage um, to um, explain a little bit more about you know the iPhone um, and its presence on the Verizon network. And after that, uh, we were all ushered off into um, a, uh, a mezzanine separate from uh, the amphitheater uh, in which the, um, uh, the actual press conference took, uh, took place. There was a you know, perfunctory Q&A session on stage afterwards. Uh, after that, we were taken into this, uh, this other area where they had uh, podiums uh, set up with uh, big tables, uh, um, uh, set up with uh, the um, uh, Verizon issue CDMA uh, iPhones on display. And there were a number of Apple people there, a number of Verizon people as well. In addition to Tim Cook, um, some senior Apple execs were there. Phil Schiller uh, was there. Uh, Greg Joswiak was there. Uh, and a lot of other people from Apple PR and marketing. In fact, we, we talked to Cook, and uh, or I talked to Cook and, and Schiller for uh, a piece that went up on the website I write for, loopinsight.com, uh, which you can read as well. Um, and Cook had some interesting things to say, I thought, you know, talking about bringing a better choice uh, to Verizon customers who up until now have been forced to buy Android um, if they want, a, you know, a modern smartphone that really uh, works well. So giving them an opportunity to, uh, to get a, a device that... Uh, is more consistent with with what they've been asking for all along. Cook remarked um, during uh, his uh, appearance on the stage and afterwards when we were talking about how the first thing that uh, anybody asks him when they talk about the iPhone is, when is it coming to Verizon? When is it coming to Verizon? I, I know from my own experience, and I'm sure yours, Gene, as well, when you talk to civilians, quote-unquote, about the iPhone, they want to know about its availability on Verizon. So we finally have something to tell them. Okay, now, obviously, from what we can see, Apple did the minimum amount necessary 
to get this phone to work on Verizon's network? Well, I don't know that that's true. I mean, you know, the the, the iPhone 4, the, the remarkable thing, or perhaps the unremarkable thing, depending on how you're looking at it, is that the iPhone 4 for Verizon is 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 very little different from the iPhone 4 available for AT&T customers. Uh, the only real cosmetic difference that's apparent, uh, there are two things. One is that the antenna placement is a little bit different. Um, um, the the seams um, of of the antenna on the AT&T iPhone, if you will, um, are near the bottom of the device, whereas the seams for the antenna um, that runs the metal band that runs around the outside of the iPhone 4 um, on the Verizon uh, iPhone actually are at the top. So this required um, the the uh, the mute switch and uh, the volume up and down buttons to be moved slightly. Um, and then the only other thing is because it's a CDMA phone, it doesn't use a SIM, a SIM card um, to 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 know um, about itself. So there's no SIM tray on the right side of the iPhone. So the the right side of the iPhone, uh, the Verizon customers will get is smooth. Other than that, cosmetically they're identical. Um, the 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 depth is the same, the dimensions are the same, um, all of the features are the same. You know, it's got a five megapixel um, uh, camera, video capable camera with a flash. It's got the Retina display, quote unquote, that Apple talks about. Inside is the A4. Um, uh, uh, CPU that that that, uh, that Apple has designed, um, and it runs all of the same applications through the App Store. There's no uh, gatekeeping that Verizon's doing here. This thing operates uh, very similarly. So, uh, in terms of how the iPhone synchronizes with uh, uh, your your Mac or your PC, in terms of um, how it works on the App Store, all of that is 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 identical to um, the Verizon iPhone as it is to to the AT and T iPhone. Um, under the hood, there's a significant difference, and that's um, the the availability of a new feature um, on the Verizon iPhone called Personal Hotspot. Personal Hotspot is something that that is appearing on a lot of Verizon's iPhones and what are Verizon's uh, phones and, and what it enables you to do is um, use your device as a personal Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, you can connect up to five devices: Mac, PC, Netbook, iPad. Um, it, it really doesn't matter um, simultaneously, and use your iPhone's data connection over the Verizon data network to 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 send and receive data. So uh, that's a nice little add-on. Um, that uh, uh, Verizon iPhone users will get that AT&T users don't get. Um, you can certainly get a, uh, a data plan that, that enables you to, um, to, to share your um, iPhone's uh, connection with... The reason uh, I the- say cable modem because it becomes an Internet access device to a device to which you made it with. Okay, but the key here is that with this deal that Verizon is offering... AT&T would have to decide whether to offer it to, and Apple would have to provide some kind of software update for this hotspot capability, right? Well, that's the oh, that's one of the big questions. Um, Verizon would not um, talk about data plans yesterday. They they did not make any mention, uh, and when pressed, would would not answer questions about uh, how much access. Um, uh, would cost uh, for iPhone customers. Um, they say that they're going to announce that at a later date. There has been speculation and rumors, um, but but nothing firm so far. Well, in case here, I think that AT&T is going to want to do something to enhance their brand and enhance their presence 
in order to keep customers, not just having the two-year contracts because there are different ways you can get out of that, either with an early termination fee or when it's just about up or to pay the fee and sell your phone on eBay. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's right. You know, you, there, there's um, certainly uh, a number of different ways that uh, AT&T customers could jump ship, um, as it were, if they wanted to. Uh, obviously, AT&T customers who um, already have an iPhone are going to be suffering the most because they're very early into their contracts, as the iPhone just came out last June. So, um, ostensibly, they you know they've got a new two-year contract with that iPhone four, and they're, they're going to be dinged the most um, if if they switch. The big question in my mind is how many AT&T customers are going to to jump ship for Verizon? We've heard a lot of grousing from AT&T customers, from iPhone customers, uh, since 2007 about how lousy – uh, AT&T's network is, but it's it's an open question as as to 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 how soon or how many of them uh, will migrate to to Verizon. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of this in our next segment. We want to hear from you. Yes, we do. If you want to write a message to the Tech Night Owl Live, here's what you do. Send it to news at com. That's news at com. We read each and every letter. Can't always promise a response, but we read everything. Or you can participate in our forums. We haven't pushed the forums that much lately. But we really want to boost the forums, and we need your help. Just sign in, forum.technightowl.com, forum.technightowl.com. Once you get a username, you can chime in and participate in the ongoing discussions. Peter Cohen, the angry Mac bastard who is also works with The Loop. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. This is Tamar from Namecheap. We're a domain name and web hosting company, and we really care about our customers. With domain name purchases, Namecheap offers free SSL and free WhoisGuard for a year to protect your identity from spammers. Most importantly, we care about you. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at radio.namecheap.com, radio.namecheap.com for web hosting and domain name specials. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Namecheap or become a fan of ours on Facebook at facebook.com slash Namecheap. See you online. Hey, neighbors, Nuance offers Dragon speech recognition for a variety of platforms. Dragon Dictate for Mac, Dragon Naturally Speaking 11 for Windows, and Dragon Mobile Apps for BlackBerry, iPhone, and iPad. No matter how you compute, Dragon instantly converts what you say into text, helping you be more productive just by talking. Find out more at GetDragon.com. That's GetDragon.com. GetDragon.com. Normal blood pressure, naturally. How would that make you feel? I'm Don from New Mexico. January of 2000, I had a heart attack. Then my real health began going downhill, and I had uh, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, poor vision, and I really wasn't sleeping well. I was a mess, pretty much. Don reports dramatic improvements with heart and body extract. I started taking uh, heart and body extract, and from within a few days, I started sleeping a lot better. My blood pressure uh, normalized, my blood sugar normalized, and uh, my sleep really did improve. Experience these benefits and more when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of heart and body extract. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. And folks, 
I did not expect this at all. By the seventh, eighth, and ninth day, I saw dramatic improvements from taking heart and body extract. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for heart and body extract. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. Becoming a modern smoker is now easier and more cost-effective, thanks to LeSig. Traditional smokers the world over love LeSig. E-cigarettes with a look, feel, and taste of real cigarettes, but without the nasty smoke, ashes, or stains. LeSig is powered by revolutionary microelectronic technology. A small, rechargeable battery and unique replaceable cartridge provide all the satisfaction and benefits of smoking without the smoke and all the hazards. See the large variety of LeSig e-cigarette supplies and accessories at LeSig.com. That's L-E-C-I. LeSig is competitively priced, comes with the best customer service, a 30-day warranty, and satisfaction guaranteed. What a great gift idea. For a 10% discount, mention GCN when you call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Ask for fast, free, same-day shipping. Order online at LeSig.com and use promo code GCN at checkout. That's L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig, for today's modern smoker. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, just send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from technightall.com slash radio that's technightall.com slash radio or check us out at iTunes we're talking to Peter Cohen about the ramifications of a Verizon iPhone now another issue here and we're going to raise this now is that one of the advantages of the GSM network over CDMA at least for now is that you can talk on the phone and browse the internet at the same time and maybe people who use Android phones on Verizon don't care, but there are times when that's a pretty valuable feature. Absolutely, and this is what's giving a lot of AT&T customers pause. Um, you know, this this one critical difference. Uh, maybe it's inside baseball to a lot of civilians um, who maybe even have an iPhone and really don't care about the ability to send and receive data at the same time as you're talking to somebody. But this has been a, a key differentiator um, for Apple with the iPhone when it comes to AT&T. And, and uh, I don't know if, if uh, our listeners remember, but last year there was an, uh, a TV ad that ran extolling the virtues of being able to 
talked to somebody while you looked up, um, you know, their location on Google Maps or the location of a restaurant that you're going to meet at on Google Maps and then send them, you know, an email with that information and so on. This is a, a, a key, this has been a key feature of the iPhone. And this isn't something, unfortunately, that the iPhone will be able to do on Verizon's CDMA network, which is the 3G network um, that, that Verizon um, has distributed most widely across the United States. This is a, a, not a, a limitation of their LTE network, which is not something that the iPhone 4 currently supports. And one of the reasons the iPhone 4 doesn't support it, at least according to Tim Cook, is that the chipsets being used are still early in development. There are problems. I did not get uh, the full story on this from um, Cook directly when we spoke, um, but um, sources tell me that the um, LTE, uh, the first generation of LTE chipsets have issues with power consumption, heat dissipation, and other issues that made them unacceptable for use with the iPhone. Um, again, I, I uh, can't really attribute those, those comments, nor can I verify them, but that is what I've heard, if you will. Well, that basically confirms that if it's true. Also, if you remember, the first iPhone didn't support 3G. That was early in the development of 3G over at AT&T. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, and the other thing about LTE is that Verizon's making a big deal out of it. I, I barely can watch a, a primetime uh, TV show without seeing a, um, a spot for, for LTE from Verizon pop up. But um, the LTE network is still pretty early in its deployment. It's it's available in about, I think, three, maybe three and a half dozen cities around um, the, the United States, uh, major urban areas, obviously. But um uh, that leaves a lot of the country out of the loop on that. And, also, uh, there's no hardware. They just announced a few phones over at the CES that would support it, presumably using the buggy first-generation chips, I guess. Sure, sure, exactly. So, we listen, we all know the writing is on the wall, right? We all know that LTE is the future of Verizon and that um, speeds are going to be great and latency is going to be low and all this other stuff. Verizon is cer certainly uh, making a big push with LTE and it's cool, but it is, it's going to take time for them to transition their network to LTE and it's going to take a little bit of time for the technology to um, be as robust as uh, 3G technology is. So when the time is right, I'm sure that Apple will make the jump to LTE with their Verizon Verizon um, iPhone, and uh, you know that that'll be, I think, the uh, uh, the time for a lot of people who are used to the more sophisticated data and voice capabilities of the AT and T iPhone to start looking at and making a, a switch to Verizon. It would also allow Apple to provide a true world phone. Right now, Verizon Wireless has a world phone which supports GSM and CDMA, very expensive phones. And it would also give Apple possibly a reason to have one iPhone with CDMA and GSM chips built in, support for LTE, and therefore, you know, it wouldn't matter. They wouldn't have to build two separate models as they do now. That also would raise the issue with the iPad, the next iPad. Will Apple have two versions or one version with two radios? But a more important issue I want to ask you about is the location of the ringer silence switch is slightly different. Does that tend to make a lot of these cases incompatible? 
That's the that's what I'm hearing from Dan Frakes over at MacWorld. Um, he believes that uh, cases are going to be need, need to be reengineered um, in order to to accommodate um, that that movement of of switches. It's it's not something I paid a huge amount of attention to, quite frankly, when I was handling the iPhone. But um, in retrospect, I I, um, I I guess Dan might be correct there. Yes, even a few millimeters, you know, could cause problems. Even on apples, I mean, my iPhone has. Apple's bumper, okay? And the positioning is precise. The positioning is precise. There will have to be new bumpers. There you go. The other is the way the antenna is positioned. Now, supposedly, the changes are due to the differences in the CDMA network. But now everybody's going to say, will it have a death grip? Did you try to produce one? You know, I, I, I handled it for a little bit. I didn't see any um, change in, in signal strength, but that means nothing because, um, you know, that's just a graphic representation of what the actual signal strength was. Anand Shimpy of uh, anandtech.com, a very well-respected uh, technology publication, um, who was also at the event, said that uh, he was able to replicate some attenuation issues. I, I can't speak to that. Um, so, so there is some contradictory uh, information out there uh, about whether or not you know the 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 change in in the antenna configuration was maybe uh, primarily or secondarily to to reduce death grip issues. I really wouldn't read too much into it at this point. Just parenthetically, there was an article at PCMag.com where one of their people tried it. They were able to get a one bar attenuation by holding it with two hands, rather awkward. The other issue is that the death grip phenomenon doesn't occur so much in a good signal area. You know, because Verizon certainly has decent coverage in New York City in large part, and this session was held in New York City where they had a good signal. So yeah, we, I mean, this, this was this was in, in Columbus Circle. This was at the Time Warner Center. So, I mean, seriously, this was optimal conditions for Verizon. And you can bet your bottom dollar they chose this area because they want to extol the advantages of their network. And they're saying, here, look how great the reception is. It's wonderful, isn't it? So much better than AT&T. And certainly if you're in New York City, I guess there is a problem. Therein lies a problem with AT&T and the dilemma of current customers who might want to consider moving. Also, of course, in San Francisco, here in the Phoenix area, I have no problems. I have no reason to go to Verizon right now. What about you in Massachusetts? What's it look like there? I don't think the network is saturated um, here, I, either in the Boston area or where I live. I live uh, far outside of Boston. Um, the problem that we've got is just basic coverage. There are, um, you know, dead spots where where um, we, we can't get a signal at all. A lot of times I have to repeat myself two or three times because people don't understand what I'm saying because the signal is breaking up. So, yeah, there, there are definitely problems. Okay, now that's an issue we'll explore in more detail in a moment about coverage, and I'll ask him a question about Verizon and their coverage where he lives in Massachusetts. Anyway, we have Peter Cohen. He is one of the co-hosts of a radio show called Angry Mac Bastards, where they can get a little explicit, very, very frank, and they say some of the words you can't say on commercial radio. He also works with The Loop at loopinsight.com with our friend Jim Dalrymple. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. (laughs) 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from some many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You can download a version that is mostly full-featured. Try it out, and if you like it, it's just $34.95 for Graphic Converter from LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-S-O-F-T.com. LemkeSoft.com for my favorite Graphic Converter. Are you or someone you know suffering from high blood pressure, cholesterol, or chest pains? Are you looking for a more natural way to overcome these health challenges? Extendivite is made from herbs known to help with these symptoms. Made from garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, and four other herbs, Extendivite goes to work detoxifying heavy metals and killing fungus and virus to enhance your overall health. For only $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid, you too can begin on your path to better health. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extend New Year, new way to smoke, and it's Totally Wicked. Introducing Totally Wicked e-liquid electronic cigarettes, the highest quality e-cigarettes in the world. With Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes, there's no flame, no secondhand smoke, no carbon monoxide, no tar, no unsightly brown teeth or fingers, and no lingering smell. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes have a battery charge that lasts up to eight hours. Plus, with a Totally Wicked tornado model, the average pack-a-day smoker is likely to save over $1,000 a year. The Totally Wicked tornado provides a storm of vapor. See it at totallywicked-eliquid.com. That's totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. Get a 15% discount with promo code GCNLIVE. Go to totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. That's 888-761-9425 or online at totallywicked-eliquid.com. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes, the next generation of alternative smoking. If you own a septic system or if you're facing costly septic system replacement, this message is for you. When you want to stop paying for pump outs and avoid backups, when you've had enough of the foul odors and costly repairs, use BioSafe One Septic Solution. Now there's an easy-to-use, 100% guaranteed answer to all your septic system problems. BioSafe One Septic Solution. BioSafe One is patented and made specifically for all septic systems and made by the same team of scientists to help clean up the Exxon Valdez oil spill. BioSafe One decontaminates and removes sludge, stops costly pump-outs and repairs, and removes septic system stench, all with a 100% success rate. See what gives BioSafe One Septic Solution the advantage over any other septic product at BioSafeOne.com. That's B-I-O-S-A-F-E-O-N-E.com. BioSafeOne.com. Or call toll-free 1-866-424-6663. That's 1-866-424-6663. BioSafe One, the guaranteed, bio-friendly, money-saving way to clean your septic system. 
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. You're listening to the Tech Night Out Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what to expect. We continue with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. And that's the question here. Okay, we know that there are problems where you are with AT&T. What about Verizon Wireless? Do they seem to have a decent coverage there? Absolutely, yeah. They're, they're, the quality of, of uh, voice communication by um, Verizon is certainly a lot better. Having said that, you know, on a CDMA network, the data rate is, is slower. You know, there's no question. If I when when I've had uh, CDMA devices, you know, I um, I don't typically get an, an EVDO or EVDO um, connection. I usually uh, drop down to one X RTT, which is the slower sort of the 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 equivalent of Edge uh, versus G- GSM on an AT and T network. So um, yeah, there are issues there, and uh, you know, this is one of the the reasons why I kind of wag my finger and caution people about getting all excited about LTE from Verizon, because there are a lot of us, you know, in, in outlying areas for whom all of this stuff is really kind of theoretical at this point, uh, because quite frankly, you know, in, in these edge cases, we haven't even caught up with, uh, you know, circa 2007, 2008 technology yet, uh, let alone, you know, stuff that, that's going to be pertinent in 2012. Well, certainly in 2012, we can foresee LTE on Verizon and AT&T, and then we can maybe see where push comes to shove what the network is like. You know, at least until at least until December when, you know, the, the world explodes anyway. Right, 2012. I keep forgetting that. You know, this will be the last network that AT&T and Verizon will ever have and the last product that Apple will ever have. Verizon will, will migrate its, its network to LTE, and when it flips the final switch, then the world ends. That's, that's what the Mayan calendar was predicting. Actually, then Verizon Wireless moves to Mars. Excellent. They're thinking there that if they reformulate the planet with the Genesis effect, <laughs> that'll do it. That'll do it. You know, just basically. There was a show we did actually on our other program called the Paracast where we had an actual plasma physicist who said, you know what? At one time, Mars was very comparable to the Earth because of the situation regarding water and oxygen, but because the planet and the conditions are more volatile, it's today not hospitable to life. What can I tell you? That's technology of the future, the past, or who knows what. Let's continue on this here. Not hospitable to life, not unlike Arizona, where you live. Hey, it's pretty hospitable right now. Listen, it's... (laughs) 66 degrees. How is it in Massachusetts? I shake my fist in jealousy at you because we just had a blizzard roll through last night. Yes. And what he's talking about is Tuesday night because this show is being heard on a Saturday night. So let's just clarify what time frame we're talking about here. All right. Let us continue here with a couple of other aspects here. Obviously, we won't know the final data plans and all that stuff until the product goes on sale on the 10th of February. Now, the other thing, of course, in as much as the deal with Verizon is not exclusive, there's nothing to stop Sprint from making a deal with Apple or T-Mobile. So Apple has almost full coverage with the four major carriers in this country. Well, T-Mobile is a different story because T-Mobile is a GSM vendor just the same way that AT&T is. Uh, T-Mobile works on a different part of the GSM spectrum. 
um, than AT&T does. So ostensibly, there would be some re-engineering um, to get um, a, a GSM iPhone working on uh, T-Mobile's network. That's well, inside baseball, but, you know. Sure, but they could also build a version. In that case, it may only be a situation of adding the firmware to cover different frequencies. There are certainly phones out there that do, you know, that cover the the full spe- uh, spectrum of GSM communications. So, yeah, like I said, it's inside baseball. Uh, Sprint, possibly. I mean, you know, t- Tim Cook's comments on this were, were, were very um, nebulous, and it's hard to pin down exactly what he meant. What he said well, was – Well, he's always that- very nebulous. Well, so is every Apple executive. I think they, they um, undergo some kind of mind control experiment to make sure that whatever they say um, is 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 up open to, to multiple interpretations. What there's, happens, there's, you see, when they, join Apple, when they join Apple, what happens is they have to agree to change their middle name to Nebulous, please. They um, also... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, obviously they want to cover their bases. But anyway, what, what Tim Cook said specifically when asked was, um, or what, what, he, what he said was that they have entered a strategic multi-year partnership with Verizon and their, their deal is non-exclusive. So you have to contrast what a strategic multi-year partnership means with non-exclusive. Did he mean non-exclusive in other countries besides the U.S.? What exactly is the nature of the strategic partnership? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure that we're going to see a Sprint iPhone tomorrow or any time in the next few months. I guess is is what I'm getting to. But sure, Sprint is is you know another um, uh, CDMA based uh, network in the U.S. and I'm sure that some of their customers uh, would love an iPhone. However, I also have been reading financial reports that indicate that Sprint is bleeding customers at an alarming rate. So um, how much pull they'd actually have with it with Apple to make that happen is anyone's guess. You think that beggars can't be choosers. They just accept anything just to get that phone on their network. Well, I think that, AT- that with AT&T and, and Verizon both now offering the iPhone, uh, you know, Apple is, is offering iPhones to the majority of um, cell phone customers in the U.S. And uh, they have uh, probably bigger fish to fry. Now, there are, I think, around 150, 160 million um, CDMA customers worldwide, and uh, Verizon counts 92, 93 million of them on their network. <laughs> so, you know, the, having a CDMA iPhone opens up um, Apple to areas in this in uh, Southeast Asia, you know, around the Pacific Rim, um, and elsewhere that it hasn't had access to before now. Um, but it, it isn't a huge market explosion for Apple outside of the U.S. The bulk of uh, CDMA-based cell phone users um, are, are right here in the United States on Verizon's network. And understand, too, that lately, in the last few months, have been reports that the growth of the Android OS, which you know is very much on Verizon because they've been pushing everything to get those products out there, two-for-one sales, everything, has slowed or plateaued. And maybe in anticipation of having a Verizon iPhone, but where does that leave Google? 
Yeah, where does it leave Google? That's the that's a, a great question to ask right now. And uh, you know, Google obviously is is not a static. They are moving forward with uh, development of of uh, the Android operating system and Android uh, uh, devices are are continuing to use it. And you know, it's enabling uh, a lot of companies out there like Samsung and and others um, to offer. Um, uh, smartphones that they don't have to do a huge amount of engineering with um, to get out the door. So I'm sure that Android phones are, are going to continue rolling out. Um, but, you know, that that lends itself to another discussion, which is the, 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 the cell phone or the smartphone ecosystem um, uh, sort of as a whole. Does there need to be a, a single dominant vendor? Does Apple need to win this race? You know, I, I posit that the answer to that is no. I think Android and uh, iPhone and Windows Phone 7 and dumb flip bones that, you know, run lesser operating systems that don't have all those capabilities, uh, that there's room for everybody at the table. There's there's a lot of uh, food at the buffet, and, um, you know, n- there, there doesn't need to be one company that uh, that sort of takes the entire cake. Well, certainly what you may see, though, are those who don't do as well. Like Windows Phone 7 is done so-so, but not terrific. Well, Windows Phone 7 is very early in its development, too. I mean, Windows Phone 7 has only been around for a few months. Uh, We haven't seen a really huge marketing push from uh, Microsoft or from vendors who are using the phone. um, I don't know about that. I see ubiquitous ads for Windows Phone 7. And I also see on TV, and I also see more and more product placements. So I think they're trying to make a push. But we have to push this before the sponsors tell us they're going to push us in a direction we do not want to go in. We have Peter Cohen. The Angry Mac Bastard also works with The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockwell, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. The food storage industry leader has done it again. Introducing FDG Clubs and Survival Bucks from the Freeze-Dry Guy. For over 39 years, the Freeze-Dry Guy has served various government agencies and the private sector with the finest in storable foods and emergency rations. If you've wanted to build emergency food supplies but couldn't afford it, now you can. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on products, and look for the Freeze-Dry Guy Clubs to pay as you go. Now you can build food storage without going into debt. Choose from a payment range of $95 to $450 per month. 
month. Our clubs work with everyone's budget. Plus, when you join Freeze Dry Guy clubs, you'll get additional rewards. For example, this month, get 10% back in survival bucks on all purchases in the Freeze Dry Guy product line, plus free shipping within the lower 48 states on any order amount. Hurry, go to freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. That's freezedryguy.com or call 866-404-3663. The Freeze Dry Guy, the best you can buy. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over five years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $209 and the Berkey guy will include three sport Berkey water bottles and ship everything to you free of charge. That's right, three sport Berkey water bottles and free shipping. An $87 value, yours free. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. On air, online, and on demand, we are the GCN Radio Network. You are listening to the Tech Night Out Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what to expect. Just a few more moments to spend with our friend Peter Cohen, and we're discussing the iPhone on Verizon Wireless and all the ramifications but as I'm saying, it looks to me like Microsoft is pretty intent on promoting Windows Phone 7. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the one horse in the race right now. With the failure of Kin, you know, obviously they have to push it. Uh, but uh, we're not seeing a lot of traction from, from vendors yet. And like I said, it's early in the product's development. You know, the, 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 I, I think that, that the momentum for Windows Phone 7 uh, will still be coming. I'm not uh, prepared at this point to, to discount it um, as an also-ran or as, an, as a failure, partly because people whose um, technical opinion I trust very much um, have gotten their hands on the devices and say, hey, listen, Windows actually has, or Microsoft actually has a decent product in Windows Phone 7. This is uh, this is something worth looking at. And, you know, when, when people I trust say things, I tend to listen to them. 
So there is certainly a potential, but where would the sales come from? Would it be existing Windows Phone users, iPhone users, or Android, which was perceived to be, shall we say at one time, the replacement for Microsoft when they were kind of languishing? Why does it have to be any of the above? It could be new people who have never owned a smartphone before, who um, like Microsoft products, uh, who are used to you know the Windows experience, and and maybe want to try a phone. Uh, people uh, who who uh, like the interface better than they like with an Android or um, an iPhone or or a dumb phone. Um, I can think of three or four different usage cases um, for, for potential Windows uh, Phone 7 customers that don't necessarily involve uh, cannibalization um, of the existing market. Like I said, I think I think we need to I think we need to to, to look at at at, uh, at the market um, from a slightly wider perspective. So it's got to be multiple players, which I think is acceptable because there's so much volume going on in the smartphone business, and of course, a lot of people who have just the straight flip phones or the candy bar phones now may be more and more considering smartphones when the deals are right. Now, for example, AT&T has the previous year's version of the iPhone, the 3GS, the 8-gigabyte version for $49. Now, that's almost equivalent to the free phones from other companies. For $49, okay, it's not the latest iPhone. It's an iPhone. Yeah, you know, I haven't really heard from anybody who's really excited about getting a, a, a fifty dollar um, iPhone 3GS. I'm sure that they're selling. I'm sure it's given the iPhone 3GS um, sales a blip. I'm sure that um, that they're moving more units than they were before because it's a good deal. But uh, I, I don't see it as as a significant market mover for sure. I look at it in the way that you're reaching customers who look at $100 or $200 or $300 and say, you know what, that's too much for my blood. They don't think, of course, that over the next two years they're paying that money anyway. They look at the upfront cost. And the upfront cost is $49. That's the temptation, just as the free phones have been. It's only another step. Yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. But I guess my point is, for somebody like that, it's a very casual use sort of thing. It's not a power user. It's not somebody who's really going to be hammering on their iPhone. It's somebody who, you know, knows that they got to get a phone. You know, is willing to put up with a two-year contract. And hey, for fifty bucks, I might as well get an iPhone. You know, even if it's last year's model, I don't care. You know, maybe this is the 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 the. Uh, the sort of the grandpa market or, or um, you know, the uh, um, lower end um, um, uh, income market. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's going to be buying or who is buying these things, to be perfectly frank. But um, I, 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 like I said, I, I think it's, it's, it's an incremental increase. I don't really see it as, as a huge tectonic market shifter. That's for sure. Speaking of cannibalization. Do you foresee a lot of people who are using AT&T iPhones jumping ship for one reason or another? I think there's going to be some churn, yeah. I think people are going to migrate um, to Verizon. I don't think um, it's going to be this epic um, uh, uh, migration that that some pundits and some tech um, analysts have predicted, no. I would see where the customer has really awful service with AT&T they'll be glad to do anything to get out of that contract. And like I said, if they have to pay a termination fee, they could still sell their iPhone and make it all back. Isn't that incredible that you could basically take the $300 iPhone you bought, the iPhone 4, and you go on eBay, you get twice that easily. 
And then even if you pay a couple hundred dollars to AT&T to dump your contract, you're ahead of the game. That's entirely possible. You know, I think that um, that 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 some customers will be willing to, to do that. I think other customers will be put off by um, uh, the unknown of being on AT&T, the um, uh, the early termination fee that they have to um, that they have to pay, and just the hassle of of switching vendors. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it, it's a pain in the butt. Um, and also, you know, the, the, a certain percentage of them are going to be unhappy with the limitations of the phone. You know, the fact that you can't surf the web and talk to somebody at the same time, um, at, at least among a you know, certain strata of, of technically sophisticated individuals, is unacceptable enough to um, to, to want to, uh, um, to to not switch the phone. So we'll, we'll see what happens. One area where I think the mobile phone carriers are losing, and they're losing out, obviously, to places like Skype. Or even Vonage, which has an app for, say, the iPhone where you could make phone calls anywhere in the world for just a couple of cents a minute. Now, they need to do something, I think, the carriers, to get some of that business. Because right now, if I get for 4 or $5 a month the international package from AT&T, I'm still paying 2 or $3 a minute to call my son in Madrid, Spain. So, you know, if they had some method... Or they worked out technology to be able to work. Of course, you have to work with the other carriers to support this. If these carriers would get together and say, hey, let's get more of the pie and charge people a reasonable rate for overseas phone calls. It doesn't make sense. If my son takes an iPhone that he gets here and he goes to Europe with it, well, if he tries to use it for anything other than data, he goes broke. Yeah, I, that's that's a very good point, and I mean this is a worldwide phenomenon, right? This isn't something unique to the United States. No, not at all. This is something that that um, uh, that world travelers um, or business travelers who uh, um, who have to fly internationally um, complain of bitterly. You know, the the cost of doing business with uh, with cell phone companies when you're roaming uh, for data is is extraordinary. And I've heard some real horror stories about the bills that people have ended up with. There has to be a better system for doing it. There has to be a better way. And I'm hoping that over time the the carriers will will um, will certainly evolve some sane way of managing this. Um, but uh, I, I'm not optimistic in the in the short term that anything's going to change. I just heard from a lawyer who is a fan of the TechNightOwl.com. I'm going to read you what he says about GSM. This is certainly related to what we talked about before. Europe uses GSM, but Europe is not the world. The USA uses both systems, while CDMA is dominant in East Asia. I just returned from Korea and Japan with my BlackBerry World phone, CDMA and GSM, and not once did switch to GSM. And I'll tell you what, I hate to see what his phone bill was if he used it very much there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, there's like as I said before, the um, uh, CDMA is used in in uh, in Southeast Asia, and I I could be wrong on this, but I think Australia as well. I, I mean, I know that the GSM iPhones um, are available in Australia, but I think there's a CDMA network there as well. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's like I said, uh, Apple will be will be selling uh, more iPhones uh, internationally than they have been uh, to customers who couldn't get. Um, uh, or didn't want to get uh, iPhones before now, um, and and I think that that market opportunity is very important for Apple, and which is why um, their relationship with Verizon is non-exclusive. 
I still wonder what non-exclusive means in terms of the rival USA carriers. Or even then, you know, Verizon may consider, okay, if Apple makes a deal with Sprint, we still have the upper hand. We still have a bigger network. We still have more muscle, more marketing dollars. We'll get our share of the pie. Entirely possible, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of marketing uh, from uh, from Verizon uh, for the iPhone, uh, though. Everything that... Uh, um, that, that I experienced um, uh, earlier this week at the uh, the press event uh, suggested to me that Verizon is ready to let the world know in a big way um, that the iPhone is 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 coming to and and is on their network. On the homepage of Horizon, as we speak, as we speak, iPhone, the phone that changed everything, it begins. So there Indeed. you go. That's Indeed. How it goes. Tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that Peter Cohen talks about. Ah, let's see. Uh, you can find me, uh, my writing on The Loop, loopinsight.com. I'm also a freelancer, and uh, I write for a lot of different publications, Mac Format and Tap in the UK, uh, and so on. Um, and uh, every week I do a podcast with two other guys called Angry Mac Bastards, which you can find at angrymacbastards.com. So come and check it out. We will. Peter Cohen. Thanks for joining us this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. Always a pleasure, Gene. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Tech Night All Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Nick Vargas from Mac Life Magazine joining us once again. Now, you send someone over to New York to see this momentous 30-minute event. 30 minutes all the way to New York to see the rollout of the Verizon version of the iPhone. What's your viewpoint? We did. Um, we actually, the best, the best tweet I've heard that uh, summarized the whole thing is, I, th- I believe it said, wow, it takes Verizon 20 minutes to say what it takes Apple three hours to say. Yeah, because the other 10 minutes was a brief question and answer session. But it what was. is there to say? I Nothing. mean, here's the iPhone. It's a little different because it's on CDMA as opposed to GSM. There you go. Now, there is a survey out this week that indicates as many as 16% of existing AT&T customers plan to switch to get a Verizon iPhone. Now, would you switch? Um, The question is, will I switch? And I I think I might make the switch, to be honest with you. 
Okay, and would you explain why? Um, well, my service in San Francisco is so terrible. Uh, I make calls on the drive to and from using a Bluetooth connection through my deck, and I drop... I, if I am on the phone for 30 minutes and I don't drop about four calls, um, it's a miracle. Ooh. And I have, yeah, I've heard Verizon is better in the Bay Area, but only time will tell. Now, do you have any experience with Verizon's network? You know anybody who has a Verizon phone to check out? My father had a Verizon phone for a very long time until he switched over to the iPhone and he would do these cross-country motorcycle trips and everyone he was with always consistently needed to use his phone um, because they didn't have service anywhere. But it's been years since that uh, that's happened and it could be better or worse on other uh, networks now, I suppose. Well, one hopes that AT&T, with all the billions of dollars they've spent expanding their network, they've done something on the highways and byways. So if you make that kind of road trip today, it would be better. I haven't made too many road trips since I got an iPhone, so I don't know. Here in the Phoenix area, reception's pretty good. It was slightly shaky when I got the iPhone. Then AT&T installed new cell towers here. And I understand there's a problem there in San Francisco where Steve Jobs says it takes three years to put up a tower. Is that true? I haven't heard that, but that would explain some of our misery, I suppose. Okay, so right now you're getting middling reception, so you have an incentive to switch. Now, are you ready to give up the ability to use voice and data at the same time? You know, that's that's a pretty tough question for me. I've been uh, really pondering that lately. Um, it seems to me, though, that the only time that I would use voice and data at the same time Typically, it's, it would be in a car when I'm looking at a map or something. When someone calls me, they ask for directions. Um, but that's, that's that rare occurrence that maybe one one-hundredth uh, of uses that I would actually really regret not having both data and voice. Now, with me, I tend to keep my iPhone near the bed at night. So if I get a call on it and someone says, hey, Gene, would you look this up for me or did you get the email? I don't want to run to the other room and check out my MacBook or my iMac. I want that information then and there. That's important. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think that uh, if AT&T plays its cards right, that's definitely going to be some commercials or something we'll be seeing almost instantly. Well, they've had them in the past, as you know. But they haven't done much with it lately, but they have to advertise something. They can say also that when their data plan is working well, you get faster downloads than Verizon. Yeah, that seems like, uh, that seems like it's been the, the case in these studies, but it's such a small just fraction of a percent that it just doesn't seem to me to be entirely relevant. And I suppose the big thing here, again, is, listen, guys, if you're not getting a connection. It doesn't matter how fast your downloads are if you can't keep a phone call working. Yeah, that's right. So that's an impetus there. So you feel that you might be tempted to switch to Verizon. Now, the other issue, of course, is the contracts. What I've suggested to our listeners, if you want to change your contract and you have to pay the early termination fee, sell your old iPhone, especially an iPhone 4, on mm -hmm. eBay. You get a lot of money. 
You'll get back more than you paid, more than you have to give AT&T for their ransom to get out of their contract. That's right. Um, I've actually seen iPhone 4s going for as much as $600 on Craigslist, which is just insane. Just crazy. Well, you understand they're going to unlock those phones and sell them overseas in areas where they may not even have iPhones available. Yeah, that's uh, what our editor-in-chief did, and he had a... He sold two 3Gs, I suppose. It was 3Gs. Um, and they were sniped on the Buy It Now within seconds, not even minutes, seconds of being posted online on eBay. I know that when I got an iPhone 4, I took a 3GS and sold it for more than I paid for it originally. And, of course, AT&T was offering this deal that even if you only had your contract in place a year, they'd upgrade you without a penalty because they wanted to sell you an iPhone 4. So I made a profit, a $30 profit, but a profit. Yeah, see, and that's a pretty sweet deal. I uh, actually just bought my iPhone 4 several weeks ago. I was holding out on my 3G until, uh, well, I was mostly waiting for this product announcement, but uh, something happened, a little bit of water on the iPhone, and it was gone, and I just had to do it even though it was just weeks away from the announcement but apparently there's a 30-day return policy where even your service will be refunded or i mean it won't count as a penalty against you so i have that option to go pretty much for no money to verizon and it's just a matter of whether i want to do it or not well of course if you're getting bad reception what is your alternative yeah a lot of my uh Hopeful colleagues think that when uh, that 16% jump ship, that uh, worst case scenario, uh, Verizon and AT&T will be on even footing in the Bay Area. Then we have to see with all the traffic from iPhones, how well Verizon's network will sustain that load. You know, we don't really know now. We know that, yeah, right now it seems to be better, but they don't have an iPhone. They have Android phones. Yeah, and uh, just the high density of uh, an area like San Francisco, I think that can really uh, fatigue a lot of networks. So it's yet to be seen if Verizon can, can hold up their end. Sure. I guess we'll all have to see how it works out. I think some people might have been disappointed. Were you disappointed that other than that there weren't material changes in the iPhone? Yes, the antenna's in a different position, but we don't know yet whether that eliminates the death grip. Did you have a death grip problem with your iPhone 4? No, I've never had a death grip problem with it. And it's almost one of those things that I just can't do on my phone. I've tried. I've tried. It sort of seems like a party trick. Like you show an app to your friend and then you show them the death grip. But it just seems to me that uh, that it's not really quite as big a deal as I once heard, I suppose. Well, it's all hype. You know, there's oh, so yeah. much hype about this thing. Obviously, it's not an issue for Apple and Apple's customers. I mean, they're still selling record numbers of iPhones. We don't hear loud complaints. Oh, gee, this thing is dropping reception. Only Consumer Reports cares. Right. Now, I, by the way, as you may know, I take a rather negative position of Consumer Reports. I think they're thoroughly clueless when it comes to reviewing consumer electronics products, especially personal computers and smartphones. I don't think they understand how to do it. I think their testing of the iPhone 4 to duplicate the death grip, it was done in a laboratory with a cockamamie test. 
they seem not to know how to duplicate that problem with other phones, even though there are so many YouTube videos, I can send them 50. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've, uh, I've read all about the, uh, the area that they used and how the whole test wasn't valid. Um, and also just the fact that they, they couldn't recommend the phone after the death grip problems, it, but it also scored the highest score they'd ever given a smartphone. It just all seemed like a perfect mess to me. We'll have another mess if we don't pause. We have Nick Vargas, Mac Life Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. This is Tamar from Namecheap. We're a domain name and web hosting company, and we really care about our customers. With domain name purchases, Namecheap offers free SSL and free WhoisGuard for a year to protect your identity from spammers. Most importantly, we care about you. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at radio.namecheap.com, radio.namecheap.com for web hosting and domain name specials. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Namecheap or become a fan of ours on Facebook at facebook.com slash Namecheap. See you online. In this connected world, your Mac needs to be protected from the many threats that come over the Internet. But how can you stay up to date with the security issues that now affect Macs? The Mac Security Blog covers all the security threats to Macs, keeps you informed about essential updates to your software, and alerts you when new threats or malware are discovered. Keep your Mac safe. Visit the Mac Security Blog at blog.intego.com. That's blog.intego.com, blog.intego.com. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. This special announcement is brought to you by Renaissance Charge. Have you ever wondered if you could make your car run on 100% electric power for free? 
It is now possible. How about a simple device that is both a super efficient motor and a free energy generator at the same time? What if this could also be used to restore useless batteries and save you lots of money? Because our customers asked for it, we have organized a Renaissance Charge Conference Workshop on July 29th to July 31st at the beautiful Coeur d'Alene Resort in Idaho. Not only will you see these fascinating energizers, but you will be able to build some alongside genius inventor John Bedini. Participate in this truly historic event featuring our cutting-edge alternative energy, Tesla technology. Register early for the best seats and advanced workshop by visiting rcharge.com. That's r-charge.com for details. Or call 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. And don't forget, you can visit the famous Tech Night Owl community forums at forum.technightowl.com. Get in on all the action. That's forum.technightowl.com. We return. Nick Vargas, he's an associate editor with MacLife Magazine. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Nick, what is your usual beat over at MacLife? Um, well, I've been covering apps and how-tos, and those have been my usual beats since I started here. Okay. Now, do you find, though, with things like the iPhone and the iPad, how-tos become less relevant? Oh, certainly. And I think Apple in general... Um, just covering Apple how-tos, if it's meant to be done on an Apple computer, for instance, it's usually a very simple process. Um, so we really have to get into the nitty-gritty details of things and uh, do either completely difficult how-tos to cover that audience or do something that seems a little bit easier for, for uh, readers that just might not know. What are the things do you find, just as someone who writes instructions, that people tend to be confused about, particularly when it comes to a mobile product, the iPad, the iPhone? When it comes to this, I would say a majority of problems people have or questions they have has to have to do with networking things. Just, just things they don't even know really uh, exist on their iPhone or iPad as well. It's crazy all the stuff that, that's hidden in the settings of, of an iPhone, for instance. What specifically do we find hidden in the settings that maybe should be more obvious or front and center? Well, I think a good example is the battery percentage that was released with the uh, 3GS. Um, It's such a simple thing to turn on. Uh, I don't know that it would warrant a how-to, but it's under settings, and then it's under general, and then it's under usage, which I find just to be a just bewildering choice for, for a battery percentage under usage. Um, And so people that don't have that on by default, they might not know how to find it. So maybe Apple should put it in there by default. Yeah, see, I'm not really sure. I I can see why people might not want to clutter up their little menu bar up there. but, uh, But it is just in a strange spot. And I think a lot of questions people have are about things that are just hidden within settings. Now, one thing that always annoys me about the iPhone because of the touch interface now, yes, I maybe I should remember to lock the phone, which I don't. I stick it in my pocket, and I take it out a minute later, 
And I've got some email selected. It's about to send it. There's a little prompt saying, do you want to send this email even though the email address doesn't look like anything because I typed ampersand comma or something in the act of moving it in my pocket and trying to get it out. And that bothers me. Yeah, do you, well, you could have a uh, auto lock set to, um, let's see, I bet it's to a, uh, well, a minute. Is sure, I can set it to a minute, lock. but then, you know, if I make a two-second phone call and the line is busy, I throw it back into my pocket, and it hasn't locked yet. So, yeah, I understand that, but I can see where it gets a little bit crazy with the touch interface. Oh, maybe, yeah, absolutely. Maybe sense the enclosure, you know, maybe some kind of sensor that senses it's in a dark enclosed place, therefore you can't be touching it. Or if you do it, maybe you're blind and you can touch it by, you can't do it by feel. So what do you do? I don't know. I don't know either, Gene. Okay, so looking seriously, other things that, other than the battery life remaining, what other things do people tend to be confused about? Tend to be confused about, uh, specifically on iOS devices? Sure. Um... Let's think about this for a second. Um, setting up mail or contacts or calendars to work the way that you would want them to, to work. Uh, most people I know don't really use the calendars in an iPhone because they have a calendar set up. They have a, you know, a Gmail calendar or something like that, and they don't, they don't know how to sync calendars or they don't know how to sync. Contacts is certainly simple, but there's a lot of things that I believe remain unused on an iPhone um, just by virtue of that little extra prodding that it takes to get it done. It kind of takes you back to the Mac where there's so much confusion about fundamental things like the open save dialog boxes. You know, you've seen the scenario where people, when they want to open a document, they've got the app running already. So you have a Word document, Word is running. You don't go to file open. You go to the finder and you double click the document it reminds me how i did this essential answers guide um handbook for iphone handbook recently and it was for early adopters or i mean new adopters on on iphone and ipad and what i found was that in explaining things that were really elementary i kept finding things that i'd never seen before never even noticed uh, on iphone and i've been using it since the very first iphone for example? Well, like the battery percentage thing, it's something I knew was on there. I just didn't know exactly where, but when I was writing about it, it caused me to stop and go, well, where is this actually? Well, that's the problem, too. When you have to ask, where is this? The second problem, of course, is that you may not know that it's to be found. Oh, absolutely. And in doing it, the first thing I thought is, well, I have a search bar in my phone. Why don't, why don't I just search for battery? Um, and there was no results for that unless someone had emailed me about batteries or something of that, that type. But it doesn't show you like settings that have common words in them. Okay. Well, definitely this is where I think Apple can improve things with the Mac OS. I notice now, of course, with Lion, they're going to add more stuff from the iOS, such as the Launchpad, which is kind of mirrors the way it's done in the iOS. But don't you think that things like that are good for eye candy, but does it really help people? Yeah, you know, I don't know. It'll, I, I'm long past doubting Apple on uh, design choices and usability, but uh, 
but a lot of the things that they sort of highlighted in their little uh, presentation were things that we already have seen or we've already like sort of set up on our computers. Um, you know, recently opened uh, a folder for recently opened is a lot like a Launchpad. Sure. But the question I have with Launchpad, of course, is whether you'll be forced to have all your apps in there or you can add them as you want. You know, so, for example, if you run the Lion installer, and we don't know yet. We're just guessing here. Say you run the Lion installer. It scans everything you have that's an app. And suddenly you have 326 items in the Launchpad and you have to go through 50 pages or 100 pages, whatever number you have in each particular page. And that would be one thing saying, you know what? It's like the dock. I don't want everything in the dock. I only want the things I use most frequently. Yeah, absolutely. You'd hope that they would uh, design it in such a way that it would be friendly to those users with tons of stuff. And I would assume it will be because of the Mac App Store in general. Um, People will start downloading software like they haven't before. So they'll have more to sift through. And that brings us to the Mac App Store. A lot to be said about that because this is the new way. And maybe it's a new way that will cause third-party software repositories to just change their ways or give it all up. We'll see. You know, I kind of think back to the early days when I go to an egghead software in my neighborhood back in New Jersey and tried to find Mac software, and most of the time it wasn't there. That, by the way, was the late 1980s. Hmm. Nick Vargas from Mac Life joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. This is the Tech Night Owl Live. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from some many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you can download a version that is mostly full featured try it out and if you like it it's just 34.95 for graphic converter from lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e-s-o-f-t.com lemkesoft.com for my favorite graphic converter When I had a heart attack at 42, I was not sure what the future held. But a year later, the doctors could find nothing wrong with me and took me off all my medication. What did I do? I took a herbal mixture of garlic, cayenne, and a few other herbs mixed in liquid form. I now call this Extendovite. I would have never believed that a few simple herbs could actually change my life like they did. Now it's your turn to see what the powers of garlic and cayenne can do for you. For only $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid, you too can begin on your path to better health. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. There's a man named Dr. Wallach who is anything but your typical doctor. 
both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician, Doc asks, Why does the United States spend more money on health care by far and still rank 50th in health and longevity worldwide? He believes that people should empower themselves with a basic understanding of nutrition, taking charge of their life, and attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs leading to side effects. This is clearly a deadly recipe. The good news is Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the big government and big pharma manipulation of our healthcare system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people about healthcare and have joined forces to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit InfoWarsTeam.com and listen to Dr. Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I want you to join our InfoWars team. Go to InfoWarsTeam.com. That's InfoWarsTeam.com. One of the most potent ways to lower blood pressure is to inhibit the angiotensin-converting enzyme in the body, also called ACE. In nature, there are a group of proteins found in unheated way that inhibit the ACE enzyme. The most potent ACE inhibitor to date is lactokinin. While lactokinin does not have the inhibitory potency of synthetic drugs commonly used in the treatment of hypertension, this naturally occurring whey peptide may be able to help keep blood pressure normal. The most powerful whey protein supplement on the market is One World Whey. One World Whey is the first ever unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. One World Whey is easily digested and tastes delicious. Use One World Whey to support your exercise or weight loss goals, your optimal blood pressure, energy, endurance, and mood. To order, call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're listening to the Tech Night All Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what to expect. We're back with Nick Vargas from MacLife Magazine. He's an associate editor over there. He does a lot of the how-tos and apps. And let's look at the App Store on the Tech Night Out Live. Now, the App Store more or less trumped all interest in the Consumer Electronics Show, didn't it? Yeah, between that and the uh, Verizon invite going out, it just was uh, quite a bit of a, well, typical Apple fashion to uh, somehow shadow the uh, CES Yes, they seem to have timed that so beautifully. <laughs> Don't they always? Yes, it's just fascinating how they time it in such a way that you don't care what Steve Ballmer said. Of course, I don't think anyone cared what Steve Ballmer said before. He's saying now, gee, look what Microsoft is going to do now. We're going to embrace and do stuff with ARM. Use the ARM processor with our operating system. And I think, you know... Apple's been doing that for years. Where have they been? What planet are they on? Yeah, it certainly wasn't a very exciting keynote. I was there, and uh, we were live blogging it. And just, to, you know, just things that you would expect them to do. I think it's sort of the uh, almost punishment for doing CES every year is that they don't always have something to say. And I think this was one of those years where they really just didn't have anything to say. So basically, that's the problem with Steve Ballmer. There's no vision there. Certainly doesn't seem so. He uh, was plenty charismatic and fun to watch, but in about halfway through, I was really looking around going, is this really all I'm here for? 
Is that all there is? That's that old song that was probably produced long before you <laughs> were born. <laughs> you know, that's the song written by Lieber and Stoller, and I won't tell you who they were if you don't remember. But okay, so you went to the floors of the CES, you get to see Las Vegas. Did you feel like spending more time on the floors of CES or the gambling tables? You know, I didn't gamble, which, you know, I think my willpower must have just been insane while I was there because it seemed like such a great opportunity to go and spend a little bit of money while I was working. But uh, no, I was on the floor almost the entire time. Okay, so let's just take a look at the CES other than the rather tepid keynote from Steve Ballmer. Any interesting products over there? Oh, there were plenty. Um, iLounge itself, the area with most of the Apple-centric products, uh, it had doubled in size from last year. And if it were to double again for next year, which I think would, would be unlikely, but if it were to, it would, it would uh, occupy the entire North Hall. It would be an entire hall at CES would be devoted just to third-party Apple products. It's almost like a second Macworld Expo. Oh, yeah. I've heard, uh, I've heard from many people that it was just about as large and just about as interesting as a Macworld Expo. But, uh, but I was the, uh, the runner that made his way to all of the halls constantly. So I, I found tons of interesting stuff. You know, I haven't been interested in any of this 3D technology. None of it has caught my eye before going and seeing some of those 3D camcorders. And all of a sudden, I was really into it. What about 3D TV? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not that interested in it. I think it uh, distorts color enough for me to just think it's not worth the investment. Okay, so the other question I have, obviously, with 3D is, gee, how many movies we're going to see? Clash of the Titans? We're going to see, what, The Green Hornet in 3D? It's going to be 3D, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you care or not, <laughs> an avatar and maybe a handful of others, who cares? Well, I believe people will stop caring sooner rather than later. I think Avatar was the perfect almost idea for a 3D film. You know, there's so much hype for just the visuals of that movie that, of course, people would want to see it in the whatever was being touted as the best way to watch it. And the subtle 3D there, I mean, I think that was what really helped it was it wasn't this in your face pop out there's a hand reaching for you but it was just oh, I like love the hand reaching for me i oh, remember the do? ping pong balls no let me tell you i saw the movie house of wax when i was very young one of the first 3d movies with the late vincent price and they had everything popping out at you ping pong balls and things and that's kind of and this really ages me when they first went from mono to stereo they'd have these stereo demonstration records where they'd have these ping-pong effects to demonstrate what stereo was like. It's not like listening to music. It's like listening to ping-pong balls <laughs> coming from your speakers. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess then uh, that does sort of age you. Yeah, I'm as old as the hills. Remember, the hills were alive in the sound of music. I precede the hills. <laughs> I don't want to get into that, but seriously speaking... Okay, so 3D TV doesn't quite make it yet. Of course, you have to wear those silly glasses. Anything else at the CES catch your eye other than, of course, Mac-related stuff? You know, my very favorite thing at um, CES wasn't Mac-related. It was a Gibson guitar. Um, it was the next uh, iteration of the Gibson robot, which is a guitar that tunes itself. Um, so you pull a knob and then you strum the strum just open chord 
and it tunes it to a variety of different tunings. Um, and I was just so blown away with that the first time I saw it. But they've enhanced it, and now it's just incredible. It has built-in effects. Um, it's Yeah, it's just nothing like you've ever seen a guitar before. Well, of course, I played guitar when I was very young, and I used the this tuning thing, which was a harmonica-shaped device. And you blow on each separate pole or each separate tone, and then you'd manually tune your guitar until it synced not visually with a meter, but by ear. Right, and that's. I think there's actually a lot. Well, to get into it, I think it's a lot better for people to tune by ear via by electronic tuner. But the just the possibilities that come out of this Gibson robot are startling. They're huge. If I ever go back to guitar again, my son has a Fender Strat, black Strat, that he has here. And it's sitting there in the closet. And one day I keep looking every so often. I'm tempted to go back to it. So I will try some electronic tuning sort of thingy. You know, that's the product, the tuning sort of thingy. Anything else at CES? Oh, I don't know. Plenty, plenty of Mac stuff. We uh, we covered quite a bit of that that ground, and I was impressed with. I was very impressed with iLounge and some of the stuff they came up with in there was was awesome. Ten One Designs had a suction cup, tactile feedback controllers for iPad, called I believe it was called Fling, um, and they just worked way better than they sound like they'd work. I can't wait to get my hands on those. What else? Um, oh, that's probably about it. So, all in all, was the CES worth making the trip to Las Vegas? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it's good to. It's always good to see people that you've just been emailing. Um, but even more than that, I was really surprised with the way that these third-party uh, makers of Apple things had really stepped up their game. Third-party makers of Apple things. That's a logo that maybe we can register. I think we should. Yeah, you know, third-party makers of Apple Things Incorporated, and then we build third-party products. Of course, you know, I need financing, but that's another story. Before we leave CES, got one more product to talk about? One more product to talk about, absolutely. We found a Griffin had a, uh, a couple things I was really interested in. They had a stomp box. Griffin Stompbox, which was a uh, pedal board, which is another guitar product, but it plugged right into your iPad, and it worked with, I believe it was called iShred, and you'd play your guitar through the headphone microphone jack on the iPad, and you'd hit that pedal on the ground, and it would switch to any of these virtual uh, pedals. So I just kept imagining playing that with a guitar that was already had tunes built into it like the Gibson robot does. Okay, so you can use your wah-wah pedal. Got to have my Wawa pedal. You gotta. <laughs> you know, we don't even discuss Wawa pedals on the show very much. <laughs> I think some of our listeners are glad we don't. What we do want is for you to give an honest review at your favorite podcast aggregator site like iTunes. Go on to iTunes. Tell us what you think of the Tech Night Out Live. We understand if some of you don't like what we do. We are glad that most of you do. However, that's at iTunes. Give us a review. We have Nick Vargas, an associate editor with MacLife Magazine. Go to MacLife.com to learn more of the things that they do. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
Hey Neighbors, Nuance offers Dragon speech recognition for a variety of platforms. Dragon Dictate for Mac, Dragon Naturally Speaking 11 for Windows, and Dragon Mobile Apps for BlackBerry, iPhone, and iPad. No matter how you compute, Dragon instantly converts what you say into text, helping you be more productive just by talking. Find out more at GetDragon.com. That's GetDragon.com. GetDragon.com. Hi, this is Tamar from Namecheap. We're a domain name and web hosting company, and we really care about our customers. With domain name purchases, Namecheap offers free SSL and free WhoisGuard for a year to protect your identity from spammers. Most importantly, we care about you. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at radio.namecheap.com, radio.namecheap.com for web hosting and domain name specials. You can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Namecheap or become a fan of ours on Facebook at facebook.com slash Namecheap. See you online. Fight back this cold and flu season with the world's best garlic extract, Ali C. Why Ali C? Because it helps your body fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi. Ali C has been scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Ali C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized allicin, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Ali C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Ali C has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Ali C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract, Ali C. For more information and to order Ali C, call 877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com. That's 1-877-888-7126 or go to garlichealthproducts.com for your Ali C today. New Year, new way to smoke, and it's Totally Wicked. Introducing Totally Wicked e-liquid electronic cigarettes, the highest quality e-cigarettes in the world. With Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes, there's no flame, no secondhand smoke, no carbon monoxide, no tar, no unsightly brown teeth or fingers, and no lingering smell. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes have a battery charge that lasts up to eight hours. Plus, with a Totally Wicked Tornado model, the average pack-a-day smoker is likely to save over $1,000 a year. The Totally Wicked Tornado provides a storm of vapor. See it at totallywicked-eliquid.com. That's totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. Get a 15% discount with promo code GCNLIVE. Go to totallywicked-eliquid.com. Or call 888-761-9425. That's 888-761-9425 or online at totallywicked-eliquid.com. Totally Wicked e-liquid cigarettes, the next generation of alternative smoking. If you own a septic system or if you're facing costly septic system replacement, this message is for you. When you want to stop paying for pump outs and avoid backups, when you've had enough of the foul odors and costly repairs, use BioSafe One Septic Solution. Now there's an easy-to-use, 100% guaranteed answer to all your septic system problems. BioSafe One Septic Solution. BioSafe One is patented and made specifically for all septic systems and made by the same team of scientists who help clean up the Exxon Valdez oil spill. BioSafe One decontaminates and removes sludge, stops costly pump outs and repairs and remove septic system stench all with a 100% success rate see what gives biosafe one septic solution the advantage over any other septic product at biosafe1.com that's b-i-o-s-a-f-e-o-n-e.com biosafe1.com or call toll-free 1-866-424-6663 that's 1-866-424-6663 biosafe one the guaranteed bio-friendly money-saving way to clean your septic system 
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. You're listening to the Tech Night Out Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what to expect. We are in the final, <laughs> the final lap of this great 12-track race here, okay? 12 laps, the final lap. With Nick Vargas of MacLife Magazine, I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. We took a brief tour into exploring the Verizon iPhone, the CES in Las Vegas, with the tepid, mediocre keynote address from none other than Steve Ballmer. Maybe he needs to leave. We'll have to talk about that in a future session. And now we return to other things for Apple, there, of course, is more and more talk now that we know about the Verizon iPhone, about the next iPad. What are you expecting? You know, I honestly, I expect a higher resolution screen and I expect a front facing and rear facing camera. But besides that, I will be surprised. Well, give me some other ideas. You know, I read today that there was some reports that were saying that it could have no home screen. I mean, I'm sorry, rather a home button. Um, I don't buy it, but it would be interesting. And certainly I feel if anyone can pull off the buttonless iPad, tablet, it would be uh, Apple. I'm not sure. Maybe if I could have my dreams come true, maybe they would uh, reform that uh, lock switch. What don't you like about the lock switch now? Oh, it's just worthless to me as a mute and... um, it was better as a screen lock, and now as a mute and volume control, it just is worthless. Now, of course, other than the obvious inclusion of a front-facing camera, because Apple's pushing FaceTime, the retina display, I'm skeptical only because it's got to cost a lot of money to get all those pixels crammed into that screen, don't you think? Uh, oh, yeah, that's absolutely. And that's why I didn't say retina display, Um just in general, a higher resolution screen because it's hard to read text on an iPad after you've read text on an iPhone, and it should be the other way around. So you kind of think here, you know what, maybe Apple will find a way to have some intermediary ground. You know, higher resolution, but they can't deliver that much, but they'll deliver something. It's possible, and I think that the way that the Retina display works right now on iPhone makes it pretty simple for for developers to port over a universal app. Um, But if you imagine a Retina Display app on an iPad, that would just be mind-boggling. Now, one other issue, of course, that we're hearing about is whether Apple's going to use the micro-USB port. Now, you know this is something that apparently is mandated by the European Union. You know, I haven't heard that. That's fascinating, though. I can't imagine Apple switching away from the 30-pin. Well, it could be an option, you know. It could have a, an adapter for those who want to use it. But as I said, the reason they're doing that is they want all mobile devices to be able to be charged in a unified fashion. You shouldn't have to have 16 chargers. You know, for example, I have a mini USB port on, say, a Motorola Razor phone. And I have 12 other mobile phones here for one reason or another. I shouldn't have to find 12 chargers. I mean... You know, it can be pretty crazy in a large family. Oh, yeah, and I, uh, I think that that's a very respectable uh, decision on their part. 
but I just can't imagine a mini USB on an iPad. I'll tell you that much. Well, that's another possibility is having an SD card slot. We've had speculation there. What do you think of it? Uh, it could work. I, I'm not sure. It's interesting because that camera connection kit serves as the sort of SD slot right now, but um, I, wouldn't, I would definitely like it. It sure make photo editing and stuff easier on the iPad. Okay, and of course, they're talking about, obviously, there'll be a version for CDMA, a 3G mm-hmm. version. There'll be one for AT&T's network. What do you think about having a dual radio? So you buy an iPad and you figure out later which service you connect it to. I don't think we'll see it. Um, I think that they're going to make one for each and then the Wi-Fi. Um, I, I would love it if they would, but I just I don't see that being really necessary or practical for Apple to do when um, if by not doing it, I feel like they can uh, get more free advertising via both uh, networks. Well, we're going to see now AT&T and Verizon Wireless spending humongous loads of money promoting the iPhones and, of course, the iPad when the next version comes out. And Apple gets all that free advertising. But is there anything in the existing iPad, other than the lack of a camera, which can be a considerable issue for some people, anything in the existing iPad that you say, you know what, I wish it was done differently or you added something? Yep. Besides that uh, lock switch, I would really like it to be lighter. Um, it is too heavy to read read on for lengths of time, and I'm not. And it sounds wimpy because the thing is just light as heck. But when you're reading for hours at a time, it just is. It's too hefty. It's just a little too hefty. So if it was lighter, maybe thinner, um, better display, cameras, I think that's about all anyone could hope for at this point. Well, it's still an iPad, so that's enough. They're saying that it's going to be slimmer, shorter screen bezels to make it a little bit smaller, knock a few ounces out there, maybe use carbon fiber. Have you ever heard of possibly using carbon fiber on one of these devices? You know, I have, but I've heard it's just extremely expensive. Um, for, a, for a size like the back of, a, of an iPad, I heard it would just run the price up considerably. Of course, you know, Apple has these tricks where they'll buy up all the carbon fiber on the planet other than that used for aircraft. You see, they'll make a secret purchase and they'll be able to do it. Yeah, well, that would certainly be nice. It looked pretty snazzy, too, actually. What about the possible switchover, and this takes us to the MacBook Air, to solid-state drives? They're pretty expensive. I just priced one right now from a third-party provider to match the 250-gigabyte storage on the $999 MacBook, the regular MacBook. Okay, regular hard drive, it would add over $500 to the purchase price. So when do you think that's going to be affordable going to solid state drives? You know, it seems like that might be one of those ones that we'll just have to wait and see. It's similar to Flash where, you know, we kept expecting it to just go down and we'd see the, like, the cheaper iPod touches that we always kind of dreamed of. Um, yeah, and everyone just kind of kept expecting it to get cheaper in those iPod touches and it just really ne- never did. So it's it's tough to guess, especially on things like solid state and flash, just what the price is going to do. The influx is of uh, new uses for it sometimes doesn't cause it to get as cheap as we'd hope. Okay, so let me ask you a couple of quick questions about the future. What are you guys over at MacLife promising in the next month or two? 
What are we promising? Uh, we're promising to have the finest Mac magazine on shelves, store shelves. Um, we're going to have quite a few new how-tos coming up that uh, you'll want to keep your eyes on, and especially to cover if you are going to switch or not. Um, I think we're the place to go for uh, all the information you're going to need on, on the Verizon iPhone. Well, that's certainly going to help for people who really want to get one of those things. You know, switch from AT&T, maybe, as we said, to switch from AT&T if you have the early termination fee. You go to eBay, you go to Craigslist, you offer the phone, you make more money than it cost you originally, and the termination fee, which is I think starts at three twenty-five or something like that, and then goes down a sliding scale the longer you have the contract. But you make money and you get yourself a new iPhone. Oops, you can't have voice and data at the same time. So where do we find more of the things you write about? Oh, you can go to MacLife.com to read up about all that. We have uh, quite a bit of uh, news going on recently, especially with all these rumors just swirling. It seems like you can't escape it. You know, the Verizon iPhones announced the Beatles are on iTunes, and yet there's just new rumors every day. You know, that was funny. I kind of anticipated the arrival of the Beatles on iTunes. Then I sat back and said, what am I anticipating? I bought all the albums in vinyl originally and then on CD. Why do I need another version of the stuff I already have? So there you go. Of course, that's the way the entertainment industry wants it, you know? When they went from VHS to DVD, they wanted you to buy it again. And then from DVD to Blu-ray, well, that doesn't happen quite as often. You can find more of my stuff, TechNightHowl.com. That's TechNightHowl.com. On Twitter, it's TechNightHowl. At Twitter, TechNightHowl. And we have another radio show, the Paracast at Paracast.com, about UFOs, things that go bump in the night. Paracast.com. A special thank you for Nick Vargas, Associate Editor for MacLife Magazine. Thanks for joining us this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.